0: Oh, Back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenants. I'm your host Kevin, and on tonight's show, I'm joined by the winner of Burn City Brawl, John, to talk about how he guided Toha to the top. So, uh, John, welcome to Loss of Lieutenant. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, Always. Um... Well, go ahead. No, I was just going to talk
1: bullshit, but you're going to interrupt <laughs> me, so you don't get it now.
0: I'm in charge of this podcast tonight. So, um, so this is another, yeah, another spotlight, uh, folks. Um, this is another BCB spotlight where we're going to interview the winner. And we're going, and obviously John has not been on the show before, so we're just going to get straight into getting a little bit, uh, getting to know John a little bit and his Infinity background. So first of all, um, where about in Australia are you from, John? Originally.
1: Uh Lovely Rockhampton in Central Queensland. So, find Brisbane, go six hundred and fifty kilometers north, and find the Tropic of Capricorn, and that's that's where I am. So, everything. You, you live there? Your entire life? Any... Um, no, all over the place. Born and bred. Sort of went away, did stuff, lived in New Zealand, Korea, got married, came back home, had children. Story.
0: Sounds good. I've not made it up to that part of the world before. I think the furthest north or south, I never remember where, where Cairns is in relation to Rocky.
1: Cairns is um, about a thousand kilometres north. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so, a weekend trip, you know. you got to got to lunch.
0: Yeah, for those of you who are not like familiar with Australia, like Queensland is a big-ass state. Um, you yeah, right. usually oh, oh,
1: car trips oh, in the uh, we usually measure car trips in how many days it'll take.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It still blows my mind, even after living here for 10 years. Um, all right. So let's get into uh, your sort of wargaming and Infinity background. When, What was your Infinity journey like? When did you start? Um,
1: to be honest, I forget the year, but it was when Diaphose got released. I had
0: massively gotten the... Am I allowed to swear shits? Like... Do we yeah, swear? Yeah, there's, ex- there's an explicit thing on every one of these episodes. Cool. So I got the shits with 40k. <laughs> We've been playing 40k since I was 15, 14, doing
1: that competitively, traveling around Brisbane, Sydney, that sort of stuff. And there was an addition change, and it was one of those I was overpaying the GW tax. And um, Infinity just looked really cool. So I said to everybody, That's it. I'm out. And this is what I'm playing. You can come too. And some people did. And that's what? how we started a CQ Infinity scene. Do you that recall would've... what edition of that was? Oh, it, it was second.
0: It was late second, so probably a right. year before it ended. And then what in what edition of forty K would that have been? Just out of interest,
1: mm,
0: probably the transition from six to seven, but right. I can't remember. It could. I don't think it was fifth to sixth
1: because that one wasn't too bad, but it was. Yeah, it would have been six to seven.
0: <laughs> okay, and then was there? Uh what's the community like up in rockhampton now or rocky if you prefer to be called that
1: oh rocky whatever
0: um hell if i'm
1: sure there's acronyms <laughs> around like you go off on the path, you look down and it spells hell it does um but it's great um the infinity we have um it's probably waned a little bit but it's starting to pick back up probably got seven eight super regulars and then there's like another eight that are on the fringes but we've just gotten the last year two years sorry gladstone but anyway we've got a town about a hundred kilometers south to us called gladstone it's a big major industrial town and we've um i sort of they sort of started and we helped feed them and help them out as much as we could but they've got about mm, eight to ten regulars and a few on the fringes that sort of come and go so we sort of do a lot with them now, and they come up to our events, and we go down to theirs, which is almost like a day trip. So, we um we have uh, Zach's been running. Is it bi-monthly or month? Uh, maybe every three months, but we've done like six tournaments, many just one day of tournaments this year. I'm usually getting about ten people. Um, probably amongst we've got some really top level players like Zach, who went down to BCB and got fifth. Um. Kendall Dan Gladstone, and um most of the other Gladstone guys, like most of the guys is uh Jeremy and Clancy have all won to make away tournaments as well, like so we, our local guys punch pretty hard and we play a fairly high level um sorry my dogs decided that the neighbor's cats annoyed him
0: enough um. Yeah, it's it's quite a quite a diverse, quite a, like for for being that far north and that far removed from you know the capital of Brisbane. I think it's like I feel like the your community is more active than even the what's going on in in Brizzy at the moment.
1: Um, they're certainly bigger, but we've got like a lot of diehards that are, are very you know we'll sort of play as much as we can. Um, whereas from what I see, people see to come in and out a fair bit down there or they they're not wanting to be in the events where we love the events we love the getting in and having a good competition and um you know the ITS standard and all that kind of stuff and pushing it in that regard so we yeah we're at least every every i don't think we're every month but every two months at least having an event
0: okay yeah and i think maybe you're fairly maybe i'm i am slightly clouded by how active your community is because wana who's actually on the chat right now is from that neck of the woods as well isn't he
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you guys are, you know, pretty active even if you're not like the largest group of players. You you you're fairly active and out there and like to like to travel. I guess maybe being that far north is I mean you kind of have to, right? You don't have a luxury of like oh, I just, you know, <clears throat> travel quickly down for a game. It's everything's a day or weekend trip.
1: Everything's got to be planned, but I also think it's just got to do with Rockhampton's full of assholes and we like to represent. So <laughs> we, like to <laughs> well, sure we like to make the we like to make you know, everyone knows we're here, and hey, we're important. You know, it's small man small country town. We just, you know, you got to, you got to punch up, man.
0: Well, I mean, we'll maybe get into it in your games, but as far as I'm aware, I don't think anyone would have described you as an arsehole at BCB. But we'll, um, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Everyone's very nice in Melbourne. Well, it
1: depends uh, on how. To sit. That's it. I ran over your questions with my wife, and she said, "How truthful are you actually going to be with how much thought you put into this?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're just gonna go into a big brain deep dive and realise that John did not big brain this tournament whatsoever. Um, all right, well, we'll get quickly back to um, just infinity because you you mentioned obviously you 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 went away from forty k and start playing infinity. So like, how what pulled you in with infinity and like what's what's kept you? Playing? You know that photo of all the asses that goes around pick your faction. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that started it. Really? The the yeah. game. Oh, it was a joke. It was like, hey, this is kind of funny. This community is kind of a bit quirky. And we looked at the community in Brisbane. Vizy, uh, Viz one, Daniel down there. He did a lot of help with us, getting us sorted with the rules and things. But it was this—the community. Like Carlos would actually go and post in the Facebook group. The Facebook was super active. Like people were super interactive. Everyone was friendly. It wasn't the 40k. Yeah, we're competitive, and you guys are jerks and will, you know, everyone's very standoffish where everyone was super inviting. Um, there was all the memes, like crit posting wasn't a thing then, but it was still a thing, you know. It's like videos were still passed around before there was YouTube. There was crit posting before there was crit posts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um it was that that really drew me in. The models were great. Um, you know, it was something a bit fresh and new. It wasn't, let's line up a 100 guys and march across the table uh, there's something, you know, I sort of sat down with it. And when I sort of grasped the rules and realized that, you know, this was resource management, not two waves of water crashing into each other, like, you know, most large 40 game, you know, large 10 top games are. Whereas this game was actually resource management. So that was really different. And that was one thing that really drew me to it.
0: Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it, actually. Two waves, like other games, maybe. Yeah. I- I- I-
1: like, so many of them is just two waves, crashing into each other and see
0: what survives at the end, whereas
1: Infinity is, you really, you've got those 15 orders over three turns, 45 orders, try and maintain as many of them as you can and get the job done in that time. You know, you have 45 actions and that's it, maximum. And mm-hmm. you're going to lose them
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's, a, that's a good way of putting it. I like that. Um, so what was your first army? Uh A-lift.
1: I started okay. with assault uh with um no, yeah, assault subsection, So stuff um oh my god, my brain.
0: The Achilles spent, fa- uh, Steel Still Phalanx.
1: The Achilles still phalanx, that's the one. Yeah. Um Diomedes, the Diomedes model was my first model. That's the one that just went, that's it. That's like we were told, look at the models, find the one you like the most or the one that draws you in and that's your faction. And it was really true. Still phalanx fit me to a T. Um played them For a while, uh, moved into Vanilla ALF as well because you kind of expanded out your factions and then went from, you know, um, sort of just started collecting things on the side and growing other factions. Like I'd bought uh, a bit of Nomads as my next faction but never even got around to building them, which is actually now funny because they're the faction I'm building right now. So I have all these Nomads from 10 years of collecting that I'm like, oh, wow, I completely forgot I had that. Um, but Toha was actually the third army I bought. And the first time I ever played it was BCB last year. So I got that assembled and painted. And actually I think I assembled it like four years ago and never got around to painting them, but then, um, got them painted. And the first time I ever played them was game one at BCB last year.
0: Oh, last year, last year in my head, I was yeah. like, did you say this year? Cause I was
1: like, no, last year, so. yeah, last year. Yeah. Um, but then I've played, uh, Pano competitively, NCA and Vanilla. Um, The last couple of years before Toha, I did Akari and JSA. So so I kind of like pick a faction and stick with them for a couple of years and then move to the next.
0: Yeah. Did you, um, I know the bit of uh, history with that Akari army. It it was uh, an army made up almost entirely of um, limited edition figures. Did that ever get, that project ever get completed? God, no. I am. (laughs) I
1: I cannot stand painting. It is like watching, uh, I don't know, there is something about it that just, I cannot do it. So I'll get them sort of undercoated, and I'll get a little bit done. Um, I mean, we'll come back to it. It's not like I'm giving up on them, but um, they, it's one I wanted, like I had it sort of sitting there and for a long time I thought this will be fun. But the, um, I think the last game we played, you played against it was at Nova in twenty. I actually, that was, yeah, last year. So a yep. bit of background, um, my wife had a major medical event last year and I was, um, that was sort of a bit of a break. So
0: she had that in April and then I think it was in May or June. No, it would have been May. It was June because it was the Queen, Queen, Queen's are now King's birthday long weekend is what it was. Called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so that's a bit of a, bit of a memorable weekend because then my, my while I was away, my father in law died. So there was a That's right. That was pretty crazy. Um, bit of a rough year last year. But I actually, because I'd been so caught up with my wife's medical stuff, I actually built that force the morning of the tournament in the hotel. Like was gluing and, and putting the bases on. So i had Amazing. no practice with it at all. Um so but anyway, so I'll I'll get there one day. But I you know, I've got a small business, I've got three special needs kids and I've got a wife now with a pretty major medical condition so finding time for hobbies is pretty rare um, getting away and getting practice games has got to be well planned in advance at the moment but you know we're getting there and um, so I think um, yeah so Akari was interesting like that, that source, Um I think Nomads is what I'm putting together at the moment just I've never done anything with hacking really that much it's always been a side thought or a little thing, so I'm gonna go with core hacking for um for the next twelve Ooh, yeah. months with triple innovators looks pretty fun. <laughs> um six cents in a link. So and then um some surprise deployable repeaters and fast pandas from hidden deployment sounds like some fun and to really like just mess with people's plans and that sort of
0: stuff. Yeah, no no nomads, nomads will do that. Um they're good. Guided missile list with a bunch of hackers and fast pandas.
1: Yeah, Fun I think times. something that um, you know, as people come
0: across the table, they've got you know just to mess break
1: plans. The idea will be that they have you know the good old everyone's got the best plans until you get punched in the head, and then you know you've got to wing it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I just want to punch people in the head and make them their plans go to hell.
0: <laughs> well i mean yeah given given your 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 track record in games and also the previous armies you know we've got you know toha that we're going to talk about tonight that are famously a, a, a gear check army steel phalanx that are just you know riddled with min minus six and co- close combat for days and then um yeah and then you know now moving into nomads where they're like fuck you i will hack you um is yeah it's it sounds on brand it sounds it sounds good um <laughs> Quick one, quick, quick, quick one before we get into BCB. Uh, do you play any other miniature war games other than Infinity now?
1: Um, I haven't
0: really for a couple of years because I've been
1: like COVID stopped a lot of stuff, and I started a small business, so that takes a lot of time. But I've got uh, Malifaux, I, um, and I've got Bolt Action as well. Fins with Bolt Action, I love. Like it's an all infantry force. So there's no tanks, no nothing, no vehicles, just a bunch of special forces fins running around the table with sniper rifles and making everyone's like hell
0: well yeah that's that sounds fun i I mean like like you say, you don't get an awful lot of time to play games, and when you when you, that time it gets divided every every time you add a new game to the to the mix, I know I find it hard enough to get games of infinity, and then when I add a second game it yeah, you end up just getting no games of anything it's point.
1: actually like. I was really super sad because I, I'm normally a complete sucker for everything CB puts out collectors wise, everything. Like I don't think there's anything I've missed for a long time. Like I just had my, um, poopy bundle from this year's Anna planet Ontario show up yesterday or the day before. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that's, that's sitting there on the, I was building nomads last night and, and those. So, um, but I got the one from last year and tracked those sort of stuff down. So, but, um, the starter for Warcrow, I, I adventures, I just looked at it and went, I will never get to play this. Like it just uh, it will sit on the shelf and I will never get to play it. So I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't justify that many dollars going all in for something that will never get played.
0: Yeah. I, I did this you know, I did the same with um Defiance, right? And it's just I mean, sure, the minis are there, but I mean, I saw both no, of them. Oh no, I backed the
1: fights. The minis was too hard to not say no to, so I went all in on that and all in on um, uh,
0: Tag uh,
1: rate raid? Raid as well. So waiting for all of that to still get here. Is that um, yeah? Is
0: that being shipped? That's being shipped soon, isn't it?
1: Uh, I believe in the next month or two, but it's been the next month or two for a while. But it, it'll get here when it gets here. This it'll be
0: thing. it'll be good to see see those miniatures. I guess they are they will be a bit more useful than. Yeah, well, diggers cool. are
1: certainly pretty interesting. After playing with them with Akari, the um, I think they've got a lot of place. Um, there's a lot of really cool sort of hackers and industrial style, and like that you can't get from a lot of the other lines. So there's some really interesting sort of bringing different themes to the miniatures um, that they can do. And the Beast Hunters certainly everyone seems to love to get those out and about. So having some actual models will be very good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I um I have been you know, proxying a liberto as a beast hunter for, you know, almost a year now. So it, <laughs> I didn't back the tag raids, so I'll have to wait for the general release or, you know, beg someone else to give me theirs. <laughs> um all right, well anyway, we'll we'll get into the actual meat of the episode now. We'll 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 start talking about BCB. So you mentioned there before, you know, life obviously is a bit hectic and um, making time to to play games is, is hard so what was your um how did you sort of decide or or work out how to attend Burn City brawl
1: Ah, oh, i love away tournaments i love to travel for them um and it sort of lets me pack like instead of getting a little bit of free time all over the place i can go here's one bigger chunk of free time i'll pre-cook meals for everyone at home i'll get everything i'll make sure there's someone who can come around and and help you know, with things to make sure the house still functions and I'll, I'll take a big chunk in one go. And that's sort of how I operate. Mm. Um, so I knew I was going to go the second you announced, I think I would, I'm hopefully one of the first that booked a ticket. Um, I wanted to go the last, I think well, last year I obviously made it the year before I, uh, it was, I think there was one when COVID that got canceled and the year before you guys announced the date really late. So I couldn't, I couldn't make that fit. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, understand. the the one the one after COVID we had to move it a couple of times because we kept going into yeah. lockdown. <laughs> so it, it was a bit tricky. Yeah,
1: so I, I couldn't make that one just because of the you guys it is what it is. But um so yeah, I I love a good weight tournaments. I keep pestering people in Sydney, you guys have gotta set something up. And so I get a, an excuse to go to Sydney as well. So and I even looked at going to New Zealand. Um They've got theirs, but it's in some weird remote location. So I'm half Kiwi, so getting over there is good, but it's oh, cool. in a really weird spot.
0: Like, um,
1: that's the one no near Wellington,
0: like, isn't it? So bre- it's at the brewery in Wellington. It's
1: like north on the west coast, like a couple of hundred k's north of Wellington on the west coast. It's oh yeah, yeah. I, I haven't quite worked out how the logistics of getting there, so I might not be able to make that work. But yeah, um, I try and get to everything in Brisbane, but. People keep having this crazy thing of booking things on significant birthdays. Like my son's birthday is usually CanCon, my other son's is then BrizCon. So, trying to get to those events, um, I've got a good track record of that happening. But as for BCB, I always knew I was going to go. Um, it was just a matter of you guys announcing it and booking flights and booking accommodation and all that kind of stuff.
0: No, oh, that's good. It feels really good to hear, like you know, people who are who are like keen, you know, for for an event like that and and are ready to hit that like. Pay pay button when it when the tickets come out, especially I've when you're traveling biggest, for
1: it. I've got to be the biggest sucker. Like we've got the Rockhampton to Brisbane tax, so we have to add two hundred dollars to all flights anyway to get in and out. So it's it's I'm probably crazy, but I'm a sucker for it. Everyone's got to have a top hobby, and away tournaments are my thing.
0: Yeah, no, I I I do love an away tournament, and, and um, I, I know this weekend is you're having your um your own two day event, um, yeah, bovine bovine tech four um yeah. that we've been promoting
1: so we're up to number five now and we, we're keeping the cow pun strong
0: yeah no you're doing very well and i would have loved to have gone up for it this weekend um it's just a, it's just a bit too much right now for for work and then uh as a side note no, as well i've actually i'm recovering from some some broken ribs so i'm not feeling particularly mobile at the moment
1: yeah no it's it's always um I mean, everyone's got life in the way, but it's good. We've got good numbers coming, so I'm sure. um, Yeah, I still haven't settled on my list for this weekend. I might use it as my first ever game of Nomads if I can get them built. We'll see how we go, uh, and then we'll start practicing from there. Um, But, yeah, no, tournaments, so we'll just go over there. But, yeah, no, this weekend should be great.
0: Yeah, well, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to seeing the pictures and 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 the updates from it, and hopefully there's a few people travelling up from um, um other there's other a few cities. a from Brisbane, so. Oh, great! Excellent. Good to know. Um, okay, so your decision to play Toha, uh, you said that you played them for the first time last year at BCB. Was yeah, this just no. to trying to try them again, see if no, you can no, win?
1: No, I've kind of settled on that, like I said before. I'll I'll pick a faction and play it for a year or two. Like, and I decided last year was going to be the year of Toha, and um played my first game with them at bcb and played most of the events i think i played every local event with tohara and then i thought well you're still in the same its season so you guys are going to get them again down at bcb
0: yeah right it's interesting uh, you know but i don't i haven't spoken to anybody that's played bcb so far that has chosen an army based on the missions they've just they've all just gone i'm playing this army anyway let's just play them through the missions
1: uh, I mean, you can, and I certainly, like, Zach is the worst for this. He sends me lists, like, every second day or day, and he knows it. <laughs> Calling him one, Like, all the time, and he loves that I can pull them apart for him, and I'll send ones back, and he simply says to me, I can't read your list, man. I do not know how you play this game. You are the weirdest <laughs> list writer in creation, and I've got nothing. Um, so, but yeah, so we're always bouncing lists around and all that kind of stuff. And Zach's very much will tailor his army to the event, but I'm like, no, this is what I want to play. This is what I'm feeling and and go with it.
0: All right. Well, yeah, that's good. Well, let's, let's get into, uh, your lists. So I'm behind the, the controls tonight. So apologies listeners, this might, this might be slightly, uh, shit. Um, I don't have the, uh. Uh, IT specialists on the cast tonight, but we'll. Uh... Actually, you're an IT specialist. So I should be getting you to do this.
1: Don't say that. People
2: are...
0: <laughs> <laughs> to <are you> <laughs> uh, Right, we're over we here now. Where are we? We've got this. uh Oh, no, that's paused. There we go. Oh, it's gone back over to full screen. All right, there we go. Okay. So I don't know if you're watching on this, uh John, or you just got the list up on your own your own, but I've got your list we, up here on here.
1: And yeah, so if you see me look side, it's like, actually, what I'll do, I'll just put that there. Uh-huh, secret.
0: Aha. So um this is the single list that you ran for the event. We don't have two lists to go to get through, just just the one. Uh so would mm-hmm. you like to would you like to go through you, you know the list and then your reasons for taking the the things you did. Yeah, so it's it's a fairly similar list to what I've been running even since last
1: year, so I'll go, because I kind of wrote this list last year for BCB, and it's just kind of evolved like changed a couple of units at a time, so um was playing around with it, and then I think someone it could have been Julian, or one of the other major Toha players around the country, because there's a few guys that sort of, I was playing around with, it was very similar, but I hadn't like I said, I hadn't even played a practice game with them, so I hadn't had the chance to sort of go, well, that's crap, that's that. Uh, working around, um, you know, the TQL and then Sukiols leading the units, which are essentially the good gunfighters. BCB last year, I ran a Spitfire Sukiol, and after much digress, I gave up on that. After Julian everyone was saying, just just don't do it, just go double, you know, the Lieutenant plus one order and, and let it run at the end. So I'm I like, okay, I, after BCB, because I was running the Spitfire, People last year um, switch to this, and god, that unit steals games. Like, it will really, like, it is obnoxiously bad for the opponent. At just, it looks like this nice, I was just a lieutenant with a commie rifle, and they all know it's your lieutenant, and they know it's got, you know, end game and, and can do all the fairware stuff, but it's one guy. How bad can it be? Oh my god, that unit is obnoxious. <laughs>
0: So this the, so this is the same loader as the Spitfire version, it just has a combi rifle instead, it's right? Combi, yeah. Um yeah, oh, yeah, it's pretty, obviously cheaper as well.
1: It's cheaper. I was putting it with a Kamau hacker
0: and a uh
1: McCall, which um is just the basic line entry, McCall's the warband. Just because I had the spare orders. The hacker was kind of put in there because I saw something interesting on the Sue kills. Um the Sukiol K1 combi has a deployable repeater. Now, Toha. So, anyway, I should go back a step even. So, the list was designed with a lot of traps and a lot of decoys for a lot of people. So, I figured medium level players who don't have never really played Toha are going to struggle a little bit. And, you know, we'll just play those games and it should be straightforward. But there's some veterans out there who know Toha and know them really well and know their weaknesses and know how to take advantage of them. Like nothing mm-hmm. above ballistic skill thirteen, um, you know, yeah. no sex that sort of thing. All of those standard Toha, you know, weaknesses. The veterans know those, and there's been a lot of strong players playing Toha for quite a while. So I wanted to make it seem normal, but put a few abnormal things in there that would catch people off guard. And one okay. thing I noticed was the deployable re- repeater on the Sukil, and then coupling. And I, I made habit. And this is, again, where I'm, I'm not going to make any friends admitting a lot of the dirty tricks I pull. But um, with Tohar and not a lot of people knowing it and a lot of the same names and a lot of weird things, I, I make it a habit of going through every unit and explaining things in detail, you know, and, and pointing things out to make sure that there are no... Because the idea of winning a game through, ha, ah, you didn't know my unit had this level two ability and now I win the game because you didn't know what this thing does. So I don't like that. I, I think that's really terrible. So I wanted to make sure everyone was aware of everything and what it was all capable of, especially people that weren't super familiar with it. But against the veterans, I'd make sure I'd point out, "Hey, the K- the, the Sukio has a deployable repeater, and 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 then make sure there's a Kamal hacker over them. Like, huh, oh, he's actually going to try hacking his toe. I never did. It was a complete <laughs> ruse. <laughs> like, it's, it a, it's never... a tool you had, though. It's a you know, it's, it's a it's a, a tool problem. you have, and it's good for a couple of classifieds, but. You look at a Kamal hacker, it's not beating anyone. It's it's really not. Um
0: it's I, not I the, think it Yeah, I think it's smart though, because one of the things that I hear a lot about people who are trying to deal with Toha will be like, aha, fair aware it doesn't work against structure. I'll run structure at them. And then you're like, I have a hacker with a repeater. Uh, I won't run my structure unit against that particular Harris. That
1: sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um
1: so the other thing I did is I've got an impersonator in there and I didn't take Jan Star. And I took um, the, yeah, where is it? You've got the grief um, Operator. The grief, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was trying to remember the name. <laughs> um, so I was hoping a lot of people, so my play style, and um, Zach knows this, and all the locals know that I'm an incredibly good defensive player. I, I really love to be on the second turn. I love to use AROs. As my attacks, so force you into positions where I'm going to shoot you. I think this is what I did to you when we played it in Anzac Cup one year. I think the last, the first
0: game we played where I had Achilles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just forced the waste orders against Nagima. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll heavily use AROs and funnel people to where I want them. Um, So I like to be defensive. I like to do most of the work in the ARO foes and then use the active turn for repositioning. It's just, my playstyle. it's how I work. Um, and I knew if people see the list and see there's an impersonator, well, they're going to go, well, I want you to go second because it screws up G and Star's combo with the... Um, with the bombs and mates and stuff like that, yeah. The bombs and mates. Yeah. So having people think, haha, I've made him go second when it's actually what I wanted, um, that sort of stuff went into okay. the this building. The other thing that I take that most people don't is the Gao Towers, which is the um, jump troop. Yeah, I haven't seen him for a while. He is amazing. He wins games. I mean, he's got D-charges. It's a paramedic specialist, which the tournament was heavily paramedic bonuses. You can bring them in from the side. They're two wounds, armor three. It's essentially a drop troop heavy infantry that's a specialist with D-charges and can do half of the classified deck.
0: Yeah, so this is a combo Rifle Decharges, yeah, so 31 points. BS12, but I mean, you're taking it because it's armed, because BS 12 it's basically good, two like, like,
1: Yeah, BS12 is, is fine, like when you're running Toha and there's nothing amazing in there, like 13's the best you're going to get on a couple of units. Twelve's fine and you learn to love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all you need baby. Um yeah, no, it, 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 when I looked at your list before before we started the show, that was the one unit that I guess jumped out at me is going, "Oh, I haven't seen, you know, I mean drop trips in general sometimes get a bit of a bad rap, so it just even seeing the to- the Toha version is um interesting."
1: Mm. So I got so there was that was probably one choice. I did get one playtest game in before the event and I was playing around with the uh Infiltrating oh, all the
0: um, yeah, yeah, the not the, the, gal gal.
1: the, Egal. the Egal, yeah, um, that's
0: it. With one of them has miracles, and I
1: was you, I, I thought, let's have a look at what we can do is like to to try and make this even more order efficient. Let's put an a gal forward deployed or you know, infiltrated to where I'm going to go. So instead of having to have the units throw their own smoke out and spend orders, you know, like move smoke, move smoke. I'll have the gal just do it, and then I don't even have to do those, you know, those move smokes. I can just go move, 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 and be even faster and more efficient. Um, It kind of worked, but it was, if you needed to, like if the gal was placed out and then they counted it, and you wanted to reposition those troops in a different direction, you lost all the efficiency. So it was kind of, if someone counted it, you kind of lost what you were doing and then had to spend more. You know, so yeah. instead of giving the opponent the ability to hurt me, I just went, Well, oh, let's just go with the old true and we'll use the drop trooper, which I know can be effective and
0: in in well, classified it's a, it's
1: a, and certainly getting into the back line.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a great piece to have it, but when it when sometimes when it's your only camel marker in the midfield, it can it can get dug out, especially if that's what you want to happen, you want to go second, right? So yeah, you know, a, a savvy opponent will be like Oh, that's a that's a nego because it's it can only really basically be a nego unless it's a well it can't even be a liberto. So yeah, yeah. that is. Uh, whereas yeah, the Gautar sauce people don't expect it; they might be expecting a clip sauce instead. Yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, we'll go. we? Uh, we'll go quickly over your list from top to bottom, just for those people who are not on the stream who can't uh, who are listening along in their car. Uh, do you want mm-hmm. to take it from the take it from the top and just kind of go, and also then just talk about the um, the fire teams because I always get them confused as to who's with what.
1: Yeah, let me just make sure. I realised the list I had loaded was the wrong one, so bear with me one sec.
0: <laughs> oh no, yeah. I don't think two. Don't only two different. You've you've so far talked on all the same models that I've been um, looking at.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. So we've got um, a TQL lieutenant with plus one order, combi rifle, uh, a Macau uh, viral CC. Uh, a Kamal hacker with combi rifle, uh, then the Sukiol K1 sniper rifle, and then two Keltors, one with chain of command, both with symbio mates and bombs. Then there's a Sukiol, and that forms a link. So those first three can form a link, but usually the TQL will break out from it. It's it's really, and also the McCall, a couple of, like the keys also can be just put there and use. He's got impetuous. So it's just like a, a warband running forward.
0: So, do you, so, so, do you, so you have, so you tend to start the fire team with the Tachiel in it, or do you have the McCall? Depending on PL, the, like, if I it's on the mission, it's like sometimes if I want the McCall as a bit of a
1: speed bump, as something they've got to waste some orders on. So I need to, if I if I want to drain a few of their orders, I'll I'll just let the McCall go. But if not, I'll leave it back and can then do something with it, or I can send it up to become a you know like the replacement for a team that might have lost someone. Just you know, keep options open, or you, it has that up. So it's it's usually either saved to be filler for a team that's lost someone, or to run up to be that distraction, that speed bump, that something, or a sponge to suck some waters out of the opponent because they have to deal with it. So there's okay. sort of two options to do with it. Um, and then the other link team is the K1 sniper with the two Keltors and the chain of command. Just put them somewhere defensive. The Suki'll usually get a, a mate, um, the K1 Sniper just to give it that more um, survivability. You know, just it's most of the time it's there to suck up orders, do a little bit of damage, do a bit of board control, um, just do as much damage and be annoying as, as it can. So then this is the link. The next link team is the one that gets most of the work done. So it's a K1 Combi Suki. and then I really love the Sacarels. They were more of an N2 N3 unit that a lot of other Toa players don't like them, but they've got symbio armor, EM grenades, specialist in this case a paramedic. I also really love the light rocket launcher in a link. That guy is burst three like a Spitfire, but burst three, but can hit people with continuous damage in the template. He's really great for like just sniping units around the corner. So I I really rate the kills especially putting on. I usually use the kills to take or the Sucules, the kills the sacrals to take uh, the symbiote bombs because a lot of people don't realize with bombs, um, you know, obviously a lot of people will use them for um, the fair aware uh, end game, you know, to do damage and that sort of stuff, but I will also use them for mirrorball because when you, you drop a mate, there's a neg three, like surprise, it's not surprise, but the similar to surprise attack where if you drop out a mate, uh, uh, drop out uh, a bomb, bomb it'll put them in an X3. So if you throw smoke, you know, you drop out Mirable from a mate, uh, from a bomb, sorry, um, long day at work. Um, mm-hmm. You can put them in an egg 3 from a whip 13, you know, that's a pretty good chance of, of getting that off in a face-to-face. And suddenly they thought, oh, there's no fair aware Mirable there, you know, he'll have to use the McCall to throw some smoke or something like
0: that. And then suddenly
1: you're just going like, pop, there's some smoke. And they're like, oh, you know, just things that they they wouldn't see coming. And the, and the um, fact that
0: you can do that without even needing line of fire. You just, you just do it as long kind as you of stuff, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, if you're worried about something coming up in your grill, like a Sujan or something like that, you can just do like, mirror ball, nope.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then if they do get in close enough to you, you're dodging into close combat with one, maybe two models in them called, and that's that's not going to end well for anybody. hmm So that's, that's sort of that. And then I've got the grief operator, Um, decharges, Plus one burst breaker pistol, so he's not even a slouch in close combat. You know, if you can get him to CC with some basic line infantry, he's usually going to win that because he's burst two. So they're really great at clearing out line infantry.
0: Oh, yeah, CC um, 17 not bad, actually. It's not too bad. It's it's not, not great, but with burst two.
1: With 13, like, <clears> throat> or, throat> or, you know, like some remotes with really terrible, like eight, like, and your burst two, it's pretty good. Um, and so that that makes the first combat group. So ten orders, two lieutenant orders, a uh, couple of um, impetuous if you decide to use them. Then group two is in the call, in the cool. Yeah, you know, so your your sapper sniper, the gout towers drop trooper, diplomatic delegate. They're amazing. Um, you just put them somewhere to. Um, it just gives you blocks a line of attack your opponent can have because with their fairware they can isolate. So they're using. Um, Eraser, which is isolation, yep. so just anyone who walks down there is just not going to have a good time. Links are going to get messed up, and then um, two chucks are baggy spots
0: after that, right? So, um, yeah, it does seem like a sort of, I mean, not to say you know, standard Toha list, but it's it's hitting all the same kind of yeah, notes as um, a lot of other Toha lists because that's so, so that's um. So just so I'm just so I'm getting this right, you will usually start then with the K1 sniper with two two kill tars as one, one Harris. Mm-hmm. Then you'll have another one of the um uh, like the Sukil K1 combi, a McCall, and the Sakil as another. The
1: Sakil Paramedic, yep.
0: Yep, as another, and then the third is the is, it, is in group two. Then is it? is there? No, th- third in one? the main
1: group, which will be the Tikal, the Kamal,
0: and oh yeah, the other McCall. And the other McCall, yeah, okay, so that's three, yeah, so yeah, yeah, you got three, three Harrises there, and then the grief operator, um, right, and then yeah, the Takiel can can then burst out of that if he wants to use his two lieutenant orders, yeah, um, at any point, yep, cool. And then group two is yeah, again the Nicole obviously can't be linked, uh, it's a snap sapper MSV one, yeah, yeah, MSV, and then and then the, I guess you know Chaxas, because they're ten points of goodness. Um, also one of the missions was frontline, so I guess that's useful too. Yeah, I often I will often see like a, a Harris in the group two, but this is this is more of a sort of almost this almost is like a, a entirely kind of defensive, do nothing uh, thing, group,
1: right?
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. Sorry, yeah. That, it, it's it looks like it's doing nothing, but it's got four orders. So an opponent would look at it and go, "Well, there's nothing worth docking from this group except whatever is in group two, which I don't know what it is." It could be, it's probably sauce. Do I care about docking two orders from Eclipsos or whatever I rather dock two orders from, you know, and obviously only if you're going first. So, yeah, no, I, I think um, definitely, definitely from, yeah, you talking to yourself, talking to Julian, talking to like people like Rob Cantrell, um, seeing tag Hill appearing a lot, the K1 combi and yeah, the Sukiel, a like Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I guess, and, and I think, I think it might have even been Rob that mentioned that he's sort of—I don't know if he said he stopped running the Q Tan imposters, but he's it, it, it. it like you say, it sort of telegraphs. Like you're playing Toha. Oh, there's going to be a Q Tan, right? I better make sure that I don't give him. It's you know, it's like it's like running up against any impersonator. You don't really want to give them first turn. Yeah. So then, by not having one, then you've not lost anything. You're not really missed out missed out on anything. And, he, he, yep. and even if you do end up going first, the grief operator is useful in that it actually can shoot over eight inches away. Like yep. The other tans only have, like, shotguns. This guy's got MSV-1 and a commie rifle and is perfectly capable of taking out things like flash pulse bots on turn one. Yeah, that, he, he is brilliant at pulling out orders and um, running it, like, because he can start so
1: far up, um, can get easy access. He's the reserve model, nine times out of 10 Um mm-hmm just to take those easy kills that um can get to. And then if you do end up in close combat, you've got that burst too.
0: Yeah. And the D-charges are quite useful in things uh, for classifieds as well.
1: Yep. You just start somewhere and the first order is, hey, I blow that up and I've done my classified.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, so you mentioned uh, you didn't get an awful lot of practice in, but with this list, how many games do you reckon you actually played with this list?
1: Oh, well, like I said, this list has pretty much been... A list that's just evolved a little bit since BCB last year. So I've probably played 40 or 50 games with it at okay. events. Like, you know, we run like mini events where we get three games in one weekend. I think mean, we had six of those. We had a two day event with Calcon um, K- uh, last year. That's five games. BCB last year is five games. A two day in Gladstone locally. That's another five games. So I, and then the practice games, just general games that I've had throughout the year, I've probably done yeah 40 or 50 games with this force but just making minor tweaks so it's something i've gotten quite a few with you know from zero games last year at bcb and only losing to julian and one draw to this year you know being able to push through pretty hard with it i was a lot more familiar with it a lot more with the tricks and and you know just a lot you know once you've played that many games you get very good at navigating around the table and knowing
0: when to pick fights and when not to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, This will probably be a good time just to get into a couple of listener questions that we put. um, I asked our patrons in the chat to ask ask some questions if they had any for you. So um, we've got one here from um, Hoppy. So they ask um, because you obviously only got one list, they want to know what was your reasoning for taking only a single list?
1: So I didn't have to learn a second. It's purely around not having to waste any thought or brain power on coming up with a second one. Uh, and I was pretty familiar with it. It could do all the list I had could do all the missions. I'm fine. like it's not like I wanted a list that could deal with, you know camo markers. I didn't really need a list that was going to deal with heavy infantry. Like this could do all of it. I was very happy with that. Um, I didn't see the need for a second list. i'm I'm fairly, you know, because I am very lazy, man, because there's so many other things wasting time, not wasting time, but using time and, and brain energy, like the amount I've stumbled this thing, you can tell I'm pretty tired even tonight after today. Um yeah, there's the having to get a second list together and and worry about it and think about which one and then get practice games with it. It's just I could get it done with one, so why put the energy into a second?
0: No, it seems fair enough. Um another sort of follow-up question then uh is we're gonna talk about sort of what um you know what were you, what were you confident about with this list, but also Zephyr um, uh, is asking as well, like what, um, you know, what sort of trouble, what sort, of, what gives you trouble running to like playing Toha, and sort of like what were you concerned running Toha into this suite of missions for BCB?
1: Um. So. Most of my playtesting is against Zach and Ben, like up here in in Rocky and against the others. Um, And Zach knows me better than my wife does now with across the table, and he beats me thoroughly all the time. So I get beaten up a lot (laughs) and lose. (laughs) And um, he's picked my playstyle. He knows that I'm defensive. He knows that I can't get across the table. So someone who... So the thing that worried me was someone who can pick what I'm up to. So that's, I like to keep a lot of mystery to what's going on across the table. You know, when we talked about the list and like there's a lot of things in there to distract and keep people off guard. So if someone can figure out what I'm up to and go, hey, you're only BS 12 and with a little bit of 13, if I do this, this and come at you that way, you're just going to fall apart. Like, so people realizing that there's a lot of misdirection going on, um, that that's really my concern if that makes a lot of sense um like when we start talking about the games i'll talk about games where i knew i was outmatched like i knew the opponent across the table had more firepower better firepower if i went face to face i was going to lose so i have to come up with different tactics and i have to use that misdirection so someone so that's the concern if someone figures out that
0: um and was the other half to the question um it was just sort of yeah i guess just sort of general things that um you know, if you were to face across the table and go, "Oh, this is going to be a hard matchup," you know, like you know, not not taking taking away the player, just looking at a, a specific army. Was there anything you were concerned about coming across the table? Um, not really. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll venture and say maybe Morats just because of their veteran and like they have got a few quite good structure units.
2: Um. No so basically. I no <laughs> Short. So
1: the, I don't get a lot of practice games like I can only sort of because we, we don't have a big wide community here and um like there's only a few armies I get to practice against. So coming against armies I don't get to play a lot, like I don't play against Yijing a lot and I don't know them very well, especially that you say a lot of names, and I'm gonna like, Yes, I know what that is. Not at all. So So, so um, what armies
0: what armies do you get to play against a lot up there?
1: Um so Ariadna, um Pano, especially militant orders with Zach. He does a lot of white banner, um, Hack Islam, uh, nomads, shazvasti, and ca a fair bit. Um and then, but then I've played a lot of a lot of factions myself. So I know Pano In and Out, I know A-Left in and out. I know most of the NA2 armies in and out. Uh, I've played combined, so I know them quite well. So it's really about knowledge of the force that's across the table. Like an individual list won't bother me. Or like, oh, know heavy infantry is bad. Like I've got K1, I can deal with heavy infantry. I can deal with tags. I can deal with lots of light infantry, people coming across the table. I can use various things to slow people down. It's I suppose it's knowing specific units and a lot of their plays in and out um that sort of stuff just when you know what i talked about before like i i hate the idea of having a unit that's got some ability that's very unique to them that doesn't get used a lot and that being the reason i lose a game because oh you didn't know that this interacts with that you know x doesn't Mm -hmm. interact with y to give z result uh you know your your knowledge wasn't completely encyclopedic you know those sort of things so that's why I, i in toha does that a lot to a lot of people that's why i really try and emphasize that hey these are all the special things we've got do you know them here they all are here's the courtesy list i want to make sure that you're aware of all this stuff and what's coming at you
0: yeah well that's really good to hear yeah i mean I, i think you know toha is a bit of a running joke for a long time you know no one knows what any of the units do toha farts Um, suck and uh, yeah, that's (laughs) like that. It's been that for a long time so it's good to have. And and also yeah, they are out of production so they don't see that much table time. I know in Melbourne since Julian stopped playing I haven't seen Toha on the table in about a year.
1: that's one of the things I want to do. Like, It was the second force I ever got and I hadn't in 10 years got around to playing them so I said I I better get these to a, you know, and play these competitively for at least a year before they, they get taken out of the game. Not that for the, the TV yeah. is, but um, you know, there's always whatever happens. all it's like what happened. Like I used to play say, Shazvasti before they got their re released, and I love the Gawas um links. The um oh the Gawas uh, yeah the Gawai-los, Gawai-los link. Like, yeah. So you used to be able to run them in a five man link. It was amazing because you know you you'd get cover out in the open and all that kind of stuff, and they completely took that out. So it's one of the reasons I stopped playing Shazvasti because they took away my toys.
0: So spoken like a true like a typical (laughs) wargamer all right all right let's let's get into the games then, shall we so um i'm gonna bring up the let me just stop this stream again while i actually get this figured out let's get the stuff up on the screen bear with me technical difficulties here As per usual, the thing always decides to go full screen. Um, Right, so we're going to get into your five games. And we're going to... uh, Of course. Sorry about this. gang. I just had all the photos up and they've just gone away. There we go. All right. Uh, Go professional. There we go. All right, we should be up on the screen now. Let me just zoom this in a bit so it's a bit easier to see. Maybe, or maybe not, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. All right, (laughs) I've done it, I've done it. Okay, so your first round, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but was this the table you played on? That is the one. Yep, so this is uh, Nick Hills' table. This is a mixture of and all we talked about in the last episode, actually. It's a really nice table. It's it's come along really nicely, um, and it, it, look, it looks great. And I guess you'll let me know how it went. So you played um, Jacob, uh, not Jacob on the show, uh, Jacob Ridley, uh, another local uh, from down in the Mornington Peninsula uh, for round one, and it was cryogenics, right? Yes. Yes, I mean I should know this. I'm the TO, but uh, I think we're we're both tired.
1: I had completely forgot. i had completely forgotten to think about which mission it was. But yeah, so yeah, he was playing um uh Alf OSS. Oh yeah, cool. Um, I think he had a five-man Dechini core. He had a Mark IV, um, post-human HRL. Yeah, uh, and then a various support units. Um, there was a Davinus in there too, I think. Um, yeah, five-man uh, Dakini Corps with a sniper rifle and yeah. a few other things. Great great, great, uh, great thing about OSS
0: computer. armies is they kind of write themselves, don't they? They use a Dakini Corps plus proxies and remotes, and then that's kind of the army, right? That's pretty much it, yeah. All right, so yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll do what we did in the last, or well, on the previous spotlight. There, we'll we'll just talk about the yeah the opponents army list, like you like you've just done the table. Um, feel free to mention anything that was good or bad about the table that you played on, just because it's good feedback for oh, our table designers. I'm,
1: I'm not one to judge a table, unlike you, Kev. So <laughs> oh, I knew going
0: that was gonna make make its way in there.
1: <laughs> uh. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna leave that one and and but anyway so um i sort of play it as it is and say well this is what i've got in front of me so this is what i have to deal with so um he i had second turn so
2: i believe Or did i have first turn
1: jeez oh, that's hard and anyway, um i remember i the side I deployed on was actually a lot harder to deploy on than I thought it was going to be. So I can't remember if I picked sides or not. Now, uh, no, I definitely went second. So he must have, I must have picked sides and I, I messed it up with this one because I thought, so you've got the, the blue building in the middle. Um, I was going to yep. use that to sort of get coverage and then get across to, because one of the objectives was up on that, that building sort of on the 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 left-hand side, the helipad, and then there was one across the bridge and just beneath that, and on the other side, they were both on ground level. So I was going to push the TQL link up on the left-hand flank and then use the main link to get those two on top of the buildings and sort of control that area. Uh, But when I actually then went to go deploy, it was I couldn't actually get them where I wanted to. That blue building is actually past the deployment line, so I couldn't put things... Along there, I ended up putting the Nakul on that oriental-style slope building top, and the sniper was actually on top of the truck, the K-1 sniper, looking down that fire lane at the other objective. So I had range and I had good fire lanes down there. So the Keltors were sort of around behind the truck, then the Nakul was on top of that other building. They put the diplomatic delegate on top of the blue building, and then there's sort of that building on the bottom right is where I ended up putting that that main link with the Sukul K-1. Um, and then the TQL was sort of behind those trash cans. Um, so I ended up, yeah, it was a bit on the back foot from deployment. He had the Tini Link on the the building on the back left. He had the Mark IV um, Posthuman on the bridge on the the back the, right there.
0: The
1: back, on the back, multi- right the back on
0: the back right at the middle. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, that sort of multicolored bridge there. Mm-hmm. And it actually made it really hard to move because I didn't realize this during deployment, but you could see under that helipad. So the minute, because what the plan was, was to use, to drop the link up and jump them across the building and across. And his sniper had full line of sight to that building as well. So it's actually, so it actually made it really hard because so, I couldn't use them a call to throw smoke because no line of sight because you couldn't see anything. So that's where I had to use that bomb, you know, really good that I, you know, use that sort of stuff. And then, um, so I ended up using the McCall, um, I, dro- I used the McCall to drop smoke directly on top of them, and then I used the uh, the Sackrell's, um bomb to then oh, smoke yeah. across on the other side. And then that's how I got the jump across, and then once I got across, it was very easy to smoke with the McCall.
0: Oh, um, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like for for those for those obviously not watching on the stream, yeah, I can see. There's there's yeah. There's a building, and then there's a gap, and then there's a helipad. Yeah. And, so you know, in, in order that, to access the middle of the table, you needed to jump that gap, but you can not yeah. do it without without having obviously something in uh, the. Sniper and a
1: heavy rocket launcher just coming down on me, getting AROs while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where that um that sacral I uh, know sacral bomb really. Like That's it. If I hadn't had that, the, that entire plan would have gone
0: nowhere. That, it's still risky though, right? Because the bomb is one use only and it's still a whip check. Is that right? It's still a whip check, yeah. It's still a risk. Yeah, okay. One use only, whip 13. So yeah, we've all, we've, we've all been there before, but it, didn't, it paid off. So. But
1: like I said, like, I, and I, I, mess, I I misread the table and I had to then have a bit of luck to sort of bring that back um so yeah made the way that then linked Then made the way across um he got a little bit of a surprise when a k1 combi tore through the post human mark four like Oof. he's like oh it normally takes five or six orders and you got it in one and i'm like well burst four k1 combi at good range yeah it was.
0: Yeah. Gonna be turns four. that armor eight and cover into armor three and that's a lot easier to deal with than uh, than a lot of things i mean that's probably better odds than even an hmg is yeah, actually, no, definitely is. Yeah, you're assen- you're essentially you're essentially damage eighteen at that point, or is yeah. that am I doing am I doing math right? Yeah, I think so.
1: So yeah, um, using smoke and that, getting up there. So I'd, like I put a smoke on left, so the sniper couldn't see me. But then coming out, and edging the other way. So all that kind of stuff. Uh, on the other side, we had sniper wars. Um, he went down in his yeah. He had first turn, and he went down a lot um, to the Nakul. And I can't remember if he went. No, he was fighting the cool, and just um,
2: what was he fighting? He lost,
1: lot, he lost a lot of the firefights, um, and then was using his post-human engineer to get it back up. So he used most of his command tokens and a lot of orders in that Nakul, you know, sniper war.
0: Was that was that? also oh, sorry, the Dakini sniper versus the Nakul sniper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, I'm mimetism cover all the you know all the cool things and then when he finally does get through i'm, I'm armor you know 12 with the the mate and all the rest yeah. of it so it's i mean i don't know why I, i'm going to give away a big toha secret here or actually a big sniper secret coordinated orders are the way to kill a sniper um you chuck coordinators orders at me versus either of the snipers i've got and they just go down they become paper you know when i can only face to face against one and suddenly, you know, you've got three units, even if they're just a single combi shot, um, they're completely unopposed and they're going to rip through me. When you're shooting
0: three and you need nines. um, Yeah, it's it's um, it's tough when you have an army that's basically all fire teams, because then you have to then consider breaking them in order to get like, a, you know, mm. to get more than one shot off. Um, but, but you can use usually support
1: yeah. units and, and even the flashbots and that kind of stuff, because a flashbot getting through isn't going to stop me being effective anyway.
0: A flashbot will still pop a mate. It just doesn't do anything as well, right? Yeah,
1: but it'll pop the mate. And then if you stun me, I'm, I'm not shooting back in, on all the rest yeah. of it. So yeah, um, it becomes a very different proposition. Whereas instead, he sunk six, seven orders and three command tokens and got nowhere. So I think that that hurt him a lot because he then couldn't move up and position the board. Turn um, two, like I said, that we already pretty much did the entire game on the right flank. So on the left flank, he eventually I moved up and sort of started taking that little courtyard area. He moved up and came through as well, and we, I think he was realised he was running out of orders and needed to get across the table to get to the objectives and sort of just pushed and overextended himself, knowingly just to try and get there. Um, I think we ended up with two objectives. uh, So he pushed up, overextended. I then pushed back, and we had a bit of a war on the other side, on the other objective that was that's behind that green building.
0: Um, did you find any? Did you find any HVTs? And where where did they pop out?
1: Yeah. So the HVTs were the first one was on top of that building. The first one I got to. The other one was on his side in the opposite corner. Okay. So I ended up with two objectives. He ended up with two. Um. We, I got the the master breacher one most turns. Who was your master breacher uh,
0: in that in this game?
1: That's a good question.
2: Pretty sure it was the sapper The paramedic.
1: Yeah, the paramedic. Just because I knew he's usually not going to take a lot of heat and he's going to push up. Okay, so he's not. Yep, that makes sense. A lot of, yeah and then just making sure you've got him there to control those areas. Um, we ended up having a bit of a weird fight, you know, backwards and forwards. I'd smoke a lot, dodge a lot, making him just spend a lot of orders and not get anywhere. I ended up getting the teak in up underneath. The, uh, so we ended up on the other side of that green building, and I was right up against his building. And then I started um, using endgame on a lot of his living units instead of the structure one. Uh, I think we called it at the top of my turn three because, you know, we'd realized I'd won and we didn't really need to finish the turn. But my plan was then to walk along the backside of that bus and he had a whole heap of units, his lieutenant, and things like that on top of that building near the Orange Bridge behind the bus.
0: Yeah, behind and the bus. we was just going to the wipe yeah. them
1: all out with endgame. game.
0: So, what, but, was, what was his lieutenant? I guess the, the, the Shukra or something? Yeah, the Shukra. Yeah, okay.
1: So, but at the... um. Yeah, but we realized by the top of turn 3 I had it. So All
0: right. So what was the what was the to, end end score there?
1: I have absolutely no idea. I can't remember now. I don't think I 10 I got a 10, but I could have. Um, I really don't. You're the one with all the records,
0: Kev. I know, I know, I know, but I can't be bothered looking through. <laughs> it was <laughs>
1: a ma- It was a major and there was a group chat I was talking to all the rocky people and I was looking back through that before. And do you think I could find it?
0: <laughs> uh, <but laughs> yeah, know you're right. I, as a as a TO, I should have all this information up. But I'm also dealing with one very small laptop screen and a fear of moving too many windows around.
1: I just like putting you under the bus, to be honest.
0: Ah, that's all right. Uh let me see if you deserve it. it. Maybe.
1: maybe it was the glass. You? Uh,
2: you know. Ah, that's that's okay. We it's we, we, know, it was, we, we know it was we knew it was a major.
1: Um, yeah, it was a major. Just I, I managed to get control of the table, and he, I, I got enough. I got him to spend enough orders that you know that that didn't really get him anywhere.
0: It was it was yeah. the long short. All of right. It. So lesson learned in that one: don't shoot, don't don't spend six six orders and trying to shoot them in a cool when you can spend one and a command token potentially.
2: That's
0: if yeah. if 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 you if the thing is though again going into going up against Toha, you kind of. Need to know about it. It's kind of like you know, harks back to the day of the hard the arrow pieces that that you just had to kind of build a list with in mind to say if I come up against this hard arrow piece, I need to deploy two or three units in a position to see it so I can coordinate order shoot them.
1: Um, I think anything that's got, I mean well, I say light armor, but the first shot is obviously not with the mate. But anything that's like it probably the tactic probably wouldn't work so much against like a Mark IV post human. But against most snipers that are one wound, armor three or less, the coordinated order with even combi-rifle troops is going to take them down. Like, it's how you deal with any of those. Even like a HMG, someone that's... You know, that's the ARO piece that's standing up in the link. You you really need those. I think a coordinated order, even with basic infantry, it achieves so much.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll move on to the next round. So... Round two should this should come up on the screen. Yay! All right, so round two was God. I can't remember.
2: Caption protect was it?
0: Yes. Caption I protect.
1: I way to the tree hard.
0: Oh yeah, no. This was this was a game against uh against um fellow host on the show uh, Nick uh, with his Rama. Yeah.
1: So this one. Is pretty interesting. I turtled up on my side, um, so the side that we've got looking at it was the side he had, and I was on the opposite side. We sort of yeah. both sides had these really interesting these two rectangular buildings forming sort of a cross. So um, on both sides, and I just put my uh, Tequel and um, diplomatic delegates, so all the ferro just to protect the objectives so if anyone was gonna get in there you were gonna take you know end game hits and eraser hits so you were likely to become isolated and then get death by farts. so it was really <laughs> crazy to break into that um, and then various support units around for it the sniper threw on the buildings they had pretty good coverage of most of the table um and I put this is this game i I really this was epitome of of my tactics for the entire weekend of um, play the table, play the mission and, and just make it hard for everybody else to then do anything back. I got the um, the grief right next to the objective, which is in front of the orange building at the front there. First turn, I just grabbed it and I got first turn in this game. I just grabbed it and rang. He had his... I forget the name of the unit, but it's the... The Sunduck bot. Yeah, the the, bo- the hidden box with the decoy. Yeah. And I ran out... And he shotgunned me. And I dodged. Chain rifle. Chain chain rifle. And I dodged. And then he had one further attempt to get me, and I got the dodge off. And with that two dodges, I was away.
0: Um, Yeah, we we, we discussed this on the episode. I I feel he should have revealed and shot you with the viral rifle rather than the chain rifle. A hundred.
1: It's because that dodge, you know, I needed an 11 or a 12. It was, you know, a bit better than a 50-50. just got it. Um, other key things with this, and then, yeah, I ran it all the way back. He I, he had targeted me with his hackers. He ended up then killing the grief with a missile, but then because it was back in my base and I had it well secured in the back, I was able to secure it again. He did a suicide run and killed it again. So I actually missed out on the points for holding the objective at the end of each turn because he, he managed to get a couple of suicide runs on my flag holders, which was a bit depressing um but i managed to get the Gao towers uh in behind that green building and down his back flank and and picked most of his stuff apart with that so
0: so what um, was because uh, i think we will we went through it in the in the show this was the he was running the missile launcher aiden core the Sunduk Bot. there was a nahab killer hacker the yeah usual, there was a lot of, the yeah green building the usual assortment of Venus flash pulse bots, and and uh, I think yeah, and then the thing, I think you had the one of the power. He had
1: and Batard as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In in our discussion, he he sort of said that he thought he had a way, he, a pretty good way of beating you, but then of course you went first, took the beacon and ran away, and then he sort of played catch up for the rest of the yeah. I believe he's was to run structure units at me, and then hopefully get me within
1: hacking range, and then target me and rain missiles down um zach had run that various against me up in rockhampton repeatedly he's been running so i knew how to deal with it and how to avoid what was going on Um, what was what was how would you but i faced that many times and knew exactly what was
0: coming how would you have dealt with that i guess you had two snipers and overwatch right so that makes it pretty difficult for a flashball spot to get up
1: yeah, I mean, they're going to do it if they move, move. I mean, the Flash Bolt's box with their move 12 is is really quick. You only you will usually get one, maybe two shots if if it's bad terrain for them. So, I mean, he could have got in there. But as I told him, the best tactic I've found with dealing with um, Missile Bots is especially if he gets it on a lot of the Toha stuff with two wounds and even better if it's the stuff with a Symbiote. um oh, yeah. they, is even though, okay, they've got the missile, they targeted on you, and then they shoot the first missile, most people dodge. Do a reset. Um, yeah. Your chances of getting, you know, it's not face-to-face, it's a straight, normal roll. Well, minus, people,
0: minus three.
1: Yeah, minus three. But it's, you're not dealing with face-to-face, so it doesn't matter what your opponent rolls with all of their pluses. their target's 18. Um, they can get anything and make it really hard. But if you reset, there's no more missiles coming at you.
0: Yeah, yeah. At, at worst, for something with your mates, you're losing one wound unless you get a lucky crit um, yeah. because of that total immunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it definitely is worth worth just resetting. So take
1: the missile. The worst that's going to happen is you dodge. You roll the same thing and you fail. You dodge because they've rolled better than you. In which case, they're just going to shoot another missile at you, and you have to risk it again. Or you do the yeah. reset, and you, there's no more missiles coming. You know, you're either dead. Or there's no more missiles coming.
0: Yeah. Did Jim um, any any comments on this uh, on this table particularly? Um, did it sort of play okay? Um...
1: Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, standard infinity table. I like the sort of stacking on the side. I was thinking if we were going to push ahead the five man link, we might get to dance a little bit over that on the side, but it it wasn't to be. Um, very good standard. I mean, it's designed, I think, really for standoff. You know. Both sides have buildings fully in their deployment zones. That's going to let you get Overwatch. Both sides have got towers. There's a lot of line of sight blocking in the middle, so it allows that. You know, there's good fun. Like there's three distinct funnels. You know, left, right, and in the middle. So mm-hmm. you get to cover those and then see what happens.
0: Hmm. Okay, and that, that was obviously another another major for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Move on to round three, in the final round for day one. And this was. God, I'm so bad at this. (laughs) Frontline? Yes, it was. Yeah, because it was. Yeah, yeah, frontline. All right, so this was on the table that eventually took out Best Table over the weekend. Um, So this is done by one of our locals, Aaron. Clocks and bits lit up all over the place. It was a pretty crazy table. Yeah, yeah. no, this was this was a fun table. It's really nicely painted. It's all three D printed stuff from I think Saucer Man Studios. Um, and yeah, it was a it was a it was a a joy to a joy to set up on the Friday night. Okay, so this yeah. this game was against uh, Ryan.
1: Yeah, now Ryan was a really great opponent. Um, I was losing this pretty badly until I again pulled the tohar and stole victory. So we'll we'll go through. Like this is a very good running theme. I think for the next three games, um, up until the boys, you're know, you're two games in undefeated, with two majors. I mean, at this point, the people you're playing against are top tier people. So yeah,
0: life life starts um, getting hard.
1: Yes, yeah, so I, I was being beaten thoroughly until I, I 100% stole the game on, by having last turn. So again, that That's whole it. I like to be going second. I like to have the last word. And, and I really did steal this game from him.
0: Yeah, so Ryan was running uh, White Banner. And I'll be remiss if I don't let everyone know, because <laughs> I'm a horrible human being, um, that uh, Ryan also took out Best Painted on the weekend, which we forgot to mention on the last episode. Um, really lovely painted. Uh, sorry, not, not White Banner. He's running uh, yeah, Vanilla Yu Jing. Um, yeah. And uh, he even had a display board, which was um, very unique and great to see. So what, what what was Ryan running for the for the 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 scheme? Um, so you know how I
1: said I don't know Yu Jing very well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: I'll give you the cleft notes. There was a um, blue wolf. There was a hack Tao with I think it had a HMG. Yeah. There was um, Kit Cochrane. Kit Cochrane. Yeah, the yep. engineer. Um. Then a smathering. Oh, there was the you know how they've got that new unique bot, um, remote. Uh, I oh, is it. that,
0: um, what not? Not the Suzanne, no, not the Sujan. I know that, no, there was no Susans. Um, no Susans. I mean, yeah, I mean, if he's got Blue Wolf and the Hacktoe, I'd be surprised to have that as well. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, it's got a lot of sensors. Um, uh we, the model looks really a bit strange the long yeah
0: yeah, yeah i think that's it i'd have to it's the, the camel the camel one with the panzer and stuff yeah that one yeah it was it an s3 s3 past- camel marker yeah yeah yeah
1: um so i used the grief to um had him on top of the building there got the classifieds, you know, which, the which
0: which which building was it Oh, I'm sorry. Which um, which, which so, side did you did you did you take? So or? I,
1: oh yeah, I'll go back a step. Um, so I was on the far side that we were looking at. I had my snipers. So the K1 sniper was in that white building, look, so looking through that gate and and down oh, further. My yeah. sights were really blocked by the middle. Like this table, you couldn't really. The whole middle was really hard to see past. My Nakul was in that blue building in the back corner. So I kind of had most things. Over behind that blue building, there was all. There were two links, and most of Group Five are uh, Group Two over there. The snipers were in that white building. I had the diplomatic delegate behind that barricade with the truck. The grief operator was on that building with half a car.
0: Um, but with, most, oh, Sorry, which where? Where about?
1: So in the middle, on the left, where we're looking at, there's a blue banner. There's half a car. Oh just, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was on top on that, of it, there.
1: Just so I could complete the object, the classified, and and just get it done.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but most stuff and all the links was on the far side behind that blue building.
0: Behind blue building, uh-uh. right? So, because you, you you so you said something interesting there. You said that the that that side of the table was was pretty well blocked up, like a lot of um... yeah the
1: whole say the whole that whole middle, all those buildings you've got a crate, that large building, like it was all because it was all three D printed and and quite strange, and it's not all square on like essentially divided the table in half, and you had to walk up through that to be able to then access the other side.
0: I see what you mean, yeah, if you if uh, uh, you know for those of of course, you know the audio only subscribers, yeah, looking at the the side say the, the, if you split if you split it down the middle um from each left, left flank, and right flank, you've got the left flank that looks a fairly typical. Infinity table, blocky buildings, uh, buildings in deployment zones, some places to put up, you know, snipers and arrows. But on the right-hand side, I see what you mean. There's there's buildings in each deployment zone, but in the middle is just kind of like a junkyard of, like, various blocks and buildings yeah, so, which completely cut up. Basically, nothing can see until you get past the halfway point.
1: That's it. So I really couldn't hurt him with my long-range stuff, and he couldn't really shoot back at me either. So you had to move up through the middle. Now, he had first turn. Um, I pretty much uh, just tried to obfuscate as much as I could, drop smoke when he was going to come. I actually put, the, and this actually comes into what won me the game, I thought because I thought that the middle was very blocked up, he was going to have to get up cross halfway and I wouldn't be able to slow him down much. I put one of the bombs on the K1 sniper thinking that if he gets in there and I get in a bad way, I can smoke and keep it alive and then try and retaliate with something in the next turn, um, mm-hmm. which is not normally something I would do. But I knew because of this table, it was going to be a bit weird as things came across. So it had a bomb and a mate on it. The other bomb was on the um, sacral The other mate was on the Nakul. Um, yeah, so he sense. pushed. Blue Wolf up through that a sort of triangular reactor piece that was glowing red during the game. Yeah, right, right just, in the middle, was, yeah. Was then just slicing the pie, picking units, trying to shoot this. I would drop smoke wherever I could to just try and give him a bad time. He used a lot of his term for positioning. Um, he also had a hack towel um, that he brought up. He originally tried to fight through... There's in the middle there a big sort of arch at the, yep. the sniper, and I just dropped prone. Uh, I just wasn't going to fight that fight. You know, um, Toha don't yeah. fight very well against mimetism. So I just know no, I'm just not going to play this game. I'll make you come up closer, and then we'll see what I can do with some smoke and some McCall's. Um But he's got his blue wolf up. He was just picking at me and he got in the cool down, but not fully dead, which comes back into the game later in in turn two and three, Uh, and just generally harassing me. You know, one of those turns where he takes, um, you know, where they they get good positioning on the board because there's there's poor coverage across the table and picked me a little bit to just make my turn difficult. My turn two was ridiculously difficult. Uh, It seemed to go... So, yeah, turn one, I just used to move up a little bit. There's a crate on the top right-hand side of that table that had one of the other passageways through. We went up there. Uh, My snipers had put some wounds on him. Like, I'd put a wound on the hack tower. I'd put a wound or two on the blue wolf. Um, I think i put one wound on with arrows in the first turn, and then I managed to put one wound on it with the K1 combi. Um, as I moved up, now he had done some damage and killed some units. I think it was the McCall from the K1 unit. So I had to use my spare McCall and reform the links. And I reformed it to be the K1 combi, the t and a McCall to push mm-hmm. up. And that's then what I pushed up that way. And it was, you know, various cars, smoke, move, reposition, shoot all that kind of stuff. But the one key one that went pear-shaped was I sacrificed the K1 sukiel to get a full in-the-open, full burst shot at the Blue Wolf. It was on one one structure left. I had four shots at close range. I was under eight. I hit with all four, or I hit with three and got a crit. So he had four saves, and he made all of them. A Blue Wolf in the open versus K1. And I was like, what? And because I jumped out, oh, no, the reason I got all of them in is he, I'd done it in the open. Like I'd, I'd done it suicidal, and he flamethrowed me. So I died, and he oh, yeah. lived completely through it. And I was just like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think in that process, the other memorable thing, like the plan was I killed the blue wolf, and then the teakwill just moves up a lynch closer and takes the tower out unopposed. Like I was, I was just going to fart on it, and I was just going to die. <laughs> um that did not happen um but i managed to get two wounds on kit i think in the process of where he was and he managed to dodge it out and this actually comes in really important for turn three he'd moved it over towards the other side where you could see it through the um the arch so anyway he he completely kicks my ass there come his turn he cleans up my tickle because my positioning's terrible pushes into that flank again i smoke where i can i you know just sort of off the skate Try and figure out what the hell am I going to do here to, to, to try and survive this. My turn to I take the leftovers because I'd sort of swapped the links around. I, I have enough to form one link. I put the um, the paramedic, uh, the hacker, and I think I had one call left. Yeah, because the, no, the other one had died. I can't remember what the third unit that was left behind there was. Oh, they, yeah. But anyway, the paramedic and those and the hacker and the other, I think it was McCall still, came around the back behind that blue building. I managed to get paramedic to the cool and got it back up and then pushed the hacker and the paramedic up sort of between the arch and the other way. And what I was hoping to then do, because uh, I had a classified – to hack, you know, to spotlight or forward observe one of his units. So I was going to try and get secure a little bit. I had both of my baggage bots still alive, and they pushed up far on the right flank, um, just up behind those buildings, so I was at least had my side of the table. Um, He had just taken out my grief, I think, in turn two as well. So it wasn't looking very good. His turn... His turn three, he was, again, a lot more picking. You know, that was a really good thing, and I just would dodge, go out of line of sight, make him have to try and get another reposition, try and use the sniper then, you know, just make his life terrible while he slowly pulled me apart, you know, piece by piece, and I couldn't really fight back. Um, He positioned himself for the end of turn three. He had the middle... 100% One hundred percent secured. He didn't have enough to push up and take my side, so he wasn't gonna get the far one. And I at that point sort of assessed the table, said, I just want five to have a look at this. And I realized he hadn't secured his middle very well. Uh oh, one other thing that happened in turn two, I brought the Gal Towers on. It went versus a monk and it went badly and I, I got annihilated.
0: So again, I was, I was about—I was about to ask—did the Galat, did the, tar, did the come down and save no, the day? But no, no, no,
1: no, no, completely. <laughs> fine. Um, but I noticed he hadn't left a lot in his middle. If I took out Kip,
0: okay. Kip. So in the middle, do you remember what he what he had? Well, again, what what he had left? He
1: had a monk on top of that building where my grief had started. Like there was no way I was threatening that middle. Like, it's just, there was no way I was taking that back from him. I don't think I had enough points on the table that he had. But his far zone, he hadn't really secured very well. Oh, his, his, his closest zone. His closest zone. He'd secured it, but it was like a, a, a flash boss bot and maybe a basic line infantry. It wouldn't have be, been more than 20 points. right? And my sniper um, link, Harris, was still fully intact. And I'd lost my lieutenant and the chain of command had switched over there a couple of turns ago. So I had a lieutenant order there as well. And I just bolted straight down the middle under the arch because he hadn't secured that way at all. So I had a completely unopposed run straight down the middle under the arch. I had one firefight. I think there was something in front of that building with the blue roof. We had one firefight and then I basically legged it and I got two shots on Kit to finish him off. And if I did, that easily secured because he Kit was down to one wound left, like he was in no-wounding cap or, or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's two wounds, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's two wounds. Um, so he only had one left. So if I took him out and had enough in that spot, I easily had it, and I, I managed to pull it off.
0: Um, what, did, what did what what ended up taking putting down Kit uh, Kit in the end?
1: I think just a Kel'Tor with
0: a shotgun. Yeah, right. So you came across that, that, um, that closest blank or th- down through the middle, essentially. So how did you down get past the, the, middle, blue, the blue wolves and because, stuff?
1: Well, they were all the way on the right-hand side.
0: Oh, they were um, in that junkyard area. The was
1: so yeah. heavy. I had a clear opening where I could just – and I think I still had quite a few orders, like six or seven. I think it was five in the lieutenant because oh, I had the full okay. link and a bag spot and one other thing. And that was enough to then just move, 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 move. And because they were unopposed, I managed to push all the way into his third quadrant because he pushed all his big stuff into the middle. Yeah. And I managed to push into that third quadrant and secure it. And I completed both my classifieds. I had my quadrant because of the baggage bots. And then I managed to get his closest, which getting me the most points. And that's what got me the game in the end.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it says three for your closest, two for the middle, and one for the, first, uh, sorry. Yeah, two. You know, I mean? Three, two, one. Um. Yeah. So by 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 holding his his one and your one, that's puts you on four versus his two. And then did and he? I, him, and there's four classifieds as well. So you got two classifieds, and Ryan got.
1: Oh, I think I got like three, and he made okay. two. I can't remember now.
0: Yeah, basically, because I find it in in frontline if you. Sorry, what was that?
1: Because I would sacrifice the grief to get his with the D charges. Oh yeah, um, and then managed to get yeah two of the others, and that's that's what did it for me.
0: Yeah, I find if you if you lose your closest zone to the enemy, that's a huge that's like a four point swing away from you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's uh, yeah it's bad times. But, yeah, I well?
1: managed to yeah to push that link. I had enough orders with the link to then just push it that last turn.
0: Sounds like a tough game, though, and and uh, that it. it well, oh, I, I I completely stole
1: it from him, and and this is the running theme probably for the next two games. There was a small opening left, uh, and it's you know the wounded animal is, is sitting there, and there's one small opening, and I took it, and they pulled out, they came through.
3: Okay,
0: all right. So yeah, at the end of day one, uh, probably at the top of the ladder or very close to. I was three majors.
1: I think there was a couple other
0: people in the same spot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll talk briefly just about um, sort of the 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 day. The first day, how you felt? Uh, how you felt going into the evening? What did you get up to? What did you think of the venue and everything else like that? Um,
1: the bowls club was amazing. I love a good bowls club, and their beer selection was amazing. Um, so that's great. You guys did amazing with the venue. Dinner was great. You know, I, I, the reason I do these things is the social. Um, so trying to, but it was a bit packed and a bit crowded. Getting around and getting a seat was difficult, and trying to get around to talk to everybody. So. Good conversations with those around, but you never get to catch up with everyone you want to. So sorry to everyone I didn't get to say hi to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as for how I was feeling, like, you know, you go away to these competitions to be competitive. So it's great to be in a competitive position. It's not like, oh, I lost first game, so now it's going to, you know, I get to, you know, it's a different feeling. But, you know, when you're like, hey, I'm undefeated at the end of day one, like, oh, wow, okay. A bit of, you know, there's a bit of pressure and a bit of, um, can I say, you know, like you obviously go away to be competitive, and I'm doing it. You know, I'm actually, I'm not here now just to roll dice and and laugh. It's like, okay, I, I'm in with a shot here.
0: Yeah, no, oh. and and you certainly were, um, definitely one of the favourites, probably going into. Or at least at least one of my favorites going into it, you know, given that you know you're you're not from Melbourne, so uh, a lot of the guys probably had never faced against you before, so and also you know, having Toha there is uh is, a, is an advantage, some people might say. but um yeah, but you you, you didn't you didn't stick around too late on, the, on that night, I believe. Or-
1: um, so, <laughs> a little bit of personal background. I had decided to give up caffeine that Thursday. Um, <laughs> Bad choice. <laughs> So I had a, someone who has a massive caffeine addiction, the, anyone who's gone through caffeine withdrawal will know you get a massive migraine and there's nothing you can do about it. So I was heavily medicating myself for that and trying to keep up as much water as possible. (laughs) And everyone was loud and obnoxious, like, you know, when they, they are. And I'm like, so we stayed, I think, and my meal came out ultra late. So I think I ended up boxing it up and eating it for breakfast as well. So
0: um, oh, that's a bit of a I shame. Think, yeah, it was it was quite busy think, in the yeah, in the pub. I think
1: that we had some starters. I ate like a, a crap load of chicken wings, and then the meal. Oh
0: yeah, I think we were sharing chicken wings at one point. I think they. Um, yeah. so I, I, I asked for some. like Yeah. I I, what was that?
1: Yeah, I ended up having my own plate of those that did make it out to the table. But yeah, my my pasta didn't come out, so I ended up yeah, just getting it boxed, and and that was breakfast. But um, yeah, so caffeine would draw headaches and um someone who doesn't drink um and then no food and hey I want to be rested for tomorrow yeah I think it was about 9 9:30 when we we walked back to the motel
0: yeah and you were um you were you were sort of with us as well at the quite uh, the staying at the quest as well so yeah we were at the
1: road. quest yeah
0: yeah so nice and close to, to stumble home actually now you've just you've just sparked a memory from the from the wings at the thing because i remember i ordered some buffalo wings and i said oh spicy sauce and they came out the most bland mild sauce i've ever had and i think i went up to the bar and asked for a bottle of tabasco sauce <laughs> walked back over well, to my oh, table and just doused them in tabasco that's very interesting you bring that up kev because in my spare time
1: i moonlight as a uh creator of hot sauce so I oh, have my own fermented uh, hot sauce that I shall send to you now that I know that you're a connoisseur.
0: Oh well, that's that's really interesting, yeah. Because I've um I'm I'm away at the moment with work, but I at home right now. There's a jar of um about a kilo of fermenting chilies in my cupboard, so I'm gonna get back mm. and hopefully they'll be um. No,
1: so I've got a batch I preserved probably
0: mid last year. That's quite good. The, the
1: heat's probably died down a little bit from when they first came out, but there's Two types of habaneros, some smoky stuff in there, and some Carolina Reapers, so we'll see how oh, it goes. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. If you if you can send down a package, uh, I'm always keen to try hot sauces, for sure. There you go, man. Uh, on, good stuff. On the way. Um, all right, so, yeah, um, in bed fairly early on the Saturday, and uh, we'll get stuck into day two. Uh, mm. So that was... <laughs> I, I, with the dinner, too, I'd done a bit of scoping on who the opponent was to try and
1: figure out a little bit of what the tactics were. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta you know, send your reconnaissance out and get a bit of intel. Um so I knew I was against um that's all right, man. I'm not above admitting, you know, I scoped out what was going on. I didn't know exactly what was coming at me, but I knew there was gonna be some some um Yelgats and Syriats and all the rest of it in a link and smoke and you know, all of the lovely things. So I was like there is no way my force has the capability of going toe to toe with that.
0: Um, so, so I said, yeah, so, like, "So you were, so you were, uh, yes, yeah, so you were up. You were. Um, we posted the listings after the end of day one, and you mm-hmm. were up against Jordan, who was running more and in yeah. supplies. That's right.
1: So I pretty much went, I need to toe hard the hell out of this." I am going to smoke, I am going to steal objectives, and I am going to run away like a dirty toha. <laughs> All
0: right, let's see let's see how that, how that went. That oh, I mean, game.
2: we know how it went, but let's see how it went
0: All right, yeah, carry it. yeah let let's let know how the game went. I've got the table there. Oh yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, the table. Uh, yeah, thank you for correct for reminding me to do my sorry, job. Sorry,
1: everyone. That pause was me waiting for Kevin to change the picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god, like I've I've quit drinking this month, and I feel like I'm I'm not I'm not on point here. All right, here we go. This is the table. Uh, this okay. is I think one of the Henry brothers' tables, either Luke or Peter. We talked about it in the last episode. Uh, it's done the rounds at CanCon several times, so you may have seen this one before.
1: Yeah. So I had the far side. Uh, he won the role, uh, taking, giving me you to know, set up first, and he took first term. So again, putting me where I want to be. I want to be in that second term. So I knew I had to slow him enough that he couldn't steal the objectives so that I had the opportunity to get them. So I put my uh, – most of my uh, – the primary link team with the Tequel and the diplomatic delegate were sitting in that grey building, so they're sort of building one left and right. Mm -hmm. Most of them were in that building on the the left in the picture. I had the sniper in the building on the right, just trying to cover a little bit. All I wanted to do was slow him down enough that he'd spend orders and come at me, and I gave him a few targets to shoot at. Like I put the hacker and the the cool on the building in the back right so that he, and I knew it would have line of sight through those windows in that black building, hoping he would spend some orders on the Nikul. and then not have enough left to then push over the table and steal the objectives before me. The grief went behind that sloped building on the right-hand side. He was stuck in around the back there because there was an objective in that white and orange building. Again, I wanted to be able to just, if I could, use the grief to get the objective, that would be great. But he was there really to just try and slow down and get him to spend a few orders.
0: And just a quick um, note on this table, because I, I don't know how it was played, but obviously the, uh, all the buildings here don't have roofs. That's right. Um, so h- how was that? Um, how did you play the internals? Well, we played pretty much
1: everything as it was.
0: I think um,
1: if it was like a grill, we didn't allow a line of sight, but if it was an open window, it was open and you could see. So he was able to see straight through those buildings.
0: Um, it was it, it
1: made it fairly open. Um so
0: And and you know, how did you get in, in into and out of a building? Were there staircases or did you just teleport? Um okay.
1: there was internal staircases that we used like there were doors at the back of both of those buildings. Mm-hmm. So there's as you can see that building where I had the the tequel and, and the link, there were stairs leading up. Um yep. so, Yeah. Uh just to try and um Yeah, and then there was, like, an internal staircase that we used to then as an exit to the back door. Okay. Uh, one other thing, really interesting note, is there's a, a vehicle, like a police car, sort of on my table. That blocked S2 line of sight. That comes in pretty important with the movements around the table, especially me having to smoke and move around. Right. Uh, a bit later on. So that that's something of interesting to note. So I also put, so another thing that was important is I put, I, this was one mission where I put the McCool, uh, not the McCool, the McCall outside the link and just let it use its impetuous to get up the table to get to that objective. Um, and yeah, that was on that, that left-hand side. So he had first turn. As I predicted, he, you know, smoked and got into sniper wars with me. Now, it was really interesting. The and, um, The very first shot he took, we took it, worked it all out, and I took his Yalgat sniper down with the Nikul. Cool. Boom, first shot. His, what was he, did he got, shoot
0: through smoke as well?
1: Yeah, he shot through smoke. Um, and then we realized, before he we went on to the next order, we'd actually gotten the math wrong. Like, we'd gone the next six, six cents, shooting back through. The cool with MSV1, we hadn't taken. So I should have, because I think I crit him or beat him, I can't remember, but my target should have been three higher.
0: Right, yeah. Okay, yeah, said, because, because hey, of the MSV1 shooting through smoke, it's actually but, a minus three, not a minus six.
1: Exactly. We just yeah. screwed them up when we did it. Um, so I said, look, <clears throat> if you want to take it back, you can do it. I, I, I obviously would like things to stay how they are. He eventually got to a TR. I think he went to Nick, and they went through it and said, I said, look, it's your choice at the end of the day on how you want to play this. We got it wrong. If you want to take it back, that's fine. If we want to do those things. And he yeah, I mean, yeah, he did take that back. So the first show that we played a little bit of a, you know, time lapse back in time, and that, that was fine. Um, I think, things,
0: yeah, I, th- I, think, I think I remember being involved in this decision. I think in the end it was decided that the order would be, would, would it to, be considered burnt, but you yeah. could, no, nothing happened essentially.
1: Yeah, so I, I was fine either way. I mean, at the end of the day, a mistake happened and we hadn't moved on. Like I said, I... I so, <laughs> a little bit of background. During my 40K days, I was incredibly ruthless across the table and I was that guy that never got a full sports score ever. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> right. Um, so I very much like don't like to get into these arguments, I think. I got into way more... Sort of TO questions. This tournament, I want, but there were little things and rule changes that different metas play differently. Like I think we got one with you where, and the cool dodging doesn't break. Like if a sapper dodges, they don't break sapper as long as they don't move. It's not a dodge skill; it's actual movement.
0: Um Yes, yeah, that uh, was that was that was a bit of a, a bit of a curly one. I don't think I've ever come across that one before. But that's how we that's how we played it, whether or not it's right. Like, meh.
1: Yeah. Um, I think with using fairware, like a hacker with white noise can't, the white noise has to be fully within their hacking zone, right? Um, So that's how everyone assumed, uh, or what I think has happened in Melbourne is that everyone's assumed that um, fairware is the same, but there's nothing in the rules to say it is. Yeah, that's correct um yes. sorry, yeah 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 what,
0: what yeah sorry sorry just just, just to just a back up on that one quickly because it is something that has come up before is yeah white noise has to be placed fully inside eight inches a fairware does not you you can just but place the the, as long as the, huh? yeah
1: the center has to be within your zone of control
0: yeah it's more like throwing smoke whereas you know the obviously the yeah. smoke can propagate outside of eight but as long as the center of it is within eight whereas white noise isn't the same which is an odd odd difference to
1: have. It's, it's one of the few inconsistencies in the rules that... Yeah. But anyway, so there was little things like that that I think are just meta differences, because they've got played one way and everyone's gotten used to playing them. Um, mm-hmm. So that's of things that I think way I, I felt really bad that a lot of those were sort of... I think I, there was three or four over the weekend. Um, but, you know, it's top tables and people play things differently in different metas. So, um, because of my history with 40k, I try very hard not to be that guy, and I usually will make everything my like when a measurement is close and like um you know, is it in or out? I, I will always default to my opponent. You choose, man. You tell me. Um is now my default operandum because I just don't you know, there's no sense getting into those arguments um of hey, it's in or out or you dodged it or you didn't you know, you, you bumped it. Like it's like I'm not here to you know, you're there to have fun. Like this is meant this this is my leisure time. So I just default to them now. So same with this. I was like, well, it's your choice. You, you do what you want to do with this, and I'm happy to roll with it.
0: Okay. Yep. Makes sense.
1: So anyway, we did that little bit of time lapse. I, he then shot, I think it was three or four orders, and my missile was gone. Um, he pushed up a little bit along the middle. He got the grief. He came up that way. I think that was with his second. Oh, did we, we didn't even go through his list.
0: No, you sort of said it was like more at more at normal stuff, but yeah, yeah you, you you go go through it anyway.
1: Well, again, this is where it comes down to. I don't know the new Morats very well. Um, ah, uh, he had a couple of Harrises. He had a Gaki link
2: with yep, their controller. The, it?
1: He had um, a five man in the building with.
0: It was the Syria HRL the and the Surya and the Yaga MSV two. There was the Yaga MSV sniper with plus one
1: burst, so burst four and active, and then I think just some filler. There was a number of the the newer hackers. He had that new paramedic troop.
0: Yeah, the dart <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, he, he would have. I think had one of his Harrises was a Dartok, um, Dartok Kai Talk, and something else. I think it was.
1: Yeah, I'm not hundred percent.
0: Jordan's in the chat, so he should he should probably let us know if he's if he's kicking around,
1: yeah,
0: hi, hi, yeah he's there <laughs>
1: um, sorry, we were Help us Obi-Wan. <laughs> so anyway he he moved up, he got the grief, he got the Nikul. um
0: yeah Rindak. yeah, it was it dar talk run Kai talk that's right, right, yep, yeah. yep, very cool uh,
1: he moved up to sort of underneath that um area in the car. He got the hackers up a little bit and so sort of took started taking enough positioning. He got the objective on the I don't know if he got the objective that turn, the first turn or the second turn. It's probably second turn. Um, but my first turn. So my first turn was I used the TQL to drop out of line of sight smoke, completely moved up, grabbed that objective in the building, and then ran it back into the building. The Nikul, which, which which building? Uh, that middle building. So the, oh, the, middle, the, Tikal, oh the, big, the
0: big middle building, yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. So the Tikal started there, got the objective, ran all the way back, and then I used the Nakul to grab the objective on the left and started running it back behind the building. And yeah, Jordan just jumped in and he got the objective on his first turn and, and ran it back into his lines. So I was like, well, there's no way I'm getting that back. In my turn, I've grabbed these two. I then had a, I did a bit of a mistake at the end of my first turn. I had some orders spare after that. And I used them to run my hacker up behind that green building on the left. And I got a little too far forward because his HVT was behind that building. And both of my classifieds were like spotlight and hack the HVT. Mm. So the plan was then in turn two, I was going to use that to then just complete my classifieds. Um, but I got a little too far for. I was hidden behind the building, but I was too close to it. He dropped a um, pitcher right next to the building, and I was just within eight, and he um, just shredded the brain of my hacker in his turn two. So that screwed me up a little bit, because the made those objectives uh, just about impossible, uh, the classifieds to then try and do. I think he saw... That he'd made a bit of a mistake and by allowing me to get both objectives um, and then decided to try and push up the table a little bit more. I can't remember how I slowed him down.
2: I think I had...
1: But he wasn't able... There was enough face-to-faces. My sniper had to go prone at one point, the K1 and I brought the paramedic drop trooper in on my side to reinforce my lines to help protect it. I can't remember if I did that first turn or second turn. Uh,
0: on what side did the, the, oh, the drop trooper come in?
1: Uh, along the back. I just dropped it straight down. I didn't bring it in the side because oh, okay. I just wanted to use it as two wounds. And Yeah, he just popped in. He pushed his um, Gaki link up down the middle to try and kill things. I think the baggage bots and things like... I think I used the baggage bots to try and flame them and and things of that nature. But anyway, so that was his turn two. My turn three was just... uh, I tried to pick a few things. I wasted a lot of orders trying to get the gackies and clear them out. Um, I moved the sniper down to the back of the building on the right to get line of sight across the field so that when he made a push, turn three, I'd at least get some arrows. Uh, I just dug in more along the back, I think, and I brought the objective further around to behind those stairs.
0: Yeah, so just so just you just know, it in more. your position
1: exactly, yeah. and just making sure like that snipers there for. Uh, Aros, and then he came turn three and I had again this is where I talked about my weakness of I don't know all the lists completely in and out as well as I should the Rindak doesn't is a structure not wounds mm-hmm. that's right uh, so my defensive plan of farts and isolation was completely out the window so he uh, rambo that into my back lines and we did a lot of dodging and smoking um, And we ended up, my flag carrier was down, but not dead. And he was in, we got into close combat. So he had, because I basically, he would run around and I would just drop a whole heap of smoke along the back lines with the T-Q. So he Mm -hmm. couldn't shoot me. He had to run up and try and hit me and I would just dodge out of close combat and make you have to do it again. And we repeated that over and over just to like keep away. Like, (laughs) Yeah so I just keep keep the smoke up and just keep him running away but he ended up getting me I think I went down but it was in his last order um and then I managed to have a few other troops there I managed to put in a cool and I think the, it's so come my 103 it was really just about resecuring that objective and then that was it and I put in the cool yeah. and the Sakura no, the Sakura in combat with him and then just with the burst and the, sacra, the the Nicole, the McCall's close combat just easily took it down and retook the objective. We took the objective, yeah, right. And that's it. We called it in. I didn't get my classifieds, but I had, you know, the two objectives more than your opponent, and it was enough to get me the major.
0: Yeah, that's uh, again another another tight game. I know Jordan's saying that was probably the tightest game he had all weekend. So um, yeah, sounds like a sounds like a good game. Um, yeah, he, he, saying he, he of. Oh, yeah, go have ahead, John.
1: Oh, yeah, just in the chat, um, he he mentioned he should have formed a Harrison, run them up instead of just soloing the Rindak.
0: Oh, it was just a, a solo Rindak run, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. guess with more bodies, he maybe could have um, secured yeah, the area I, a bit I, better.
1: He would have also then had to deal with the isolation and all the rest of it.
0: Oh, I mean, I guess saying that though they're a veteran, they're all um, they're all. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: not the isolation, just the farts, yeah. But then I would yeah. have had, this. so yeah, that's true. It would have been he would have had been in a better position.
0: Yeah. All right. Cool. So, uh, round five, final round, decapitation, and uh, this will be against James Higgins from. WA from Perth, one of the two WAs, uh, WA guys that uh, flew across to Melbourne for this event, and he was running Caledonia, which was um, super, super cool to see him doing so well, but maybe he might have had to take a big gulp of his beer when he realized that his final round was against Toa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty tight little Caledonia list, couple of doggies, two links with the Uh, the heavy entry. What is it? Not highly. The The greys. Yeah. So a five man with a gray and then a three man with a gray. He had, um, McGregor, the hacker.
0: Um, I'm assuming McMurrow, a couple of dogs.
1: Yeah. McMurrow and two other
0: dogs. Uh, he had Wallace. Um, I think, was this the list that he was talking about where he was actually trying to take a pure gray core? It, so that, was that was his this?
1: second that was his other list this okay um so that was his second list this was I, I don't know which was the first or second but yeah it was like it was McMurra and two dogs a five man with a gray and volunteers and then a three man with a gray and i forget what else was in it yeah
0: Dog it was a like gray men. Isabel and probably maybe a more, more t2 or something or maybe another gray
1: yeah something like that
0: yeah Cool. And we're playing and we're, we and this this table is um the Hughes second table. It's a mixture of um C B card terrain plus some um I guess platforms from some manufacturer. I'm not sure which one it is. Um tidy little table as well, nice, nice little layout. Um quite dense as well, I think, by the looks of things.
1: Mm. So I had the far side for this table. He again won the role, he chose deployment and he chose to go first. Well, he, he went first, so giving me second turn. Uh, I think he, yeah, he won the role, chose initiative, gave me deployment. I took the other side for the better deployment, for the better sniper and overwatch positions. Um, yeah, he set up first on this side. I set up on the other side. Uh, I mean, it was a pretty standard list of a couple of links and, and some big doggies. The doggies don't really like viral. I was hoping to take advantage of that. Um, with the grief and like the breaker rifle, breaker pistols. So I just tried to have a lot of fun in this game. I wasn't, I mean, obviously wanted, you know, to do well. I mean, you're playing on the top table, but um was sort of sitting there going, we'll, we'll just see what happens, you know, because at the moment it's because this is, um, we're playing Decap. Yeah. Uh, he had Wallace all the way. So you there's this, the set of stairs in a building on the back line. There, he had Wallace all in behind there. He put his five man on the left hand side, dogs sort of in the middle, um, and then the greys sort of positioned with good over coverage. I put my K1 combi link and Tequel on the right hand side. Tequel was in that building at the back, prone obviously, you know, for decap. Yeah, I had the delegate in the middle. I had the Nicole. On the left hand side, the grief was on the left hand side in amongst those buildings around the side there. Um,
2: where did your HVTs go?
1: My H, well, it was ridiculously hard to place my HVTs. His were mine, were what? Uh, the building in the middle just over the wall because I couldn't quite put them back the other side. And the other one was behind that little barricade on the right hand side. Yeah.
0: So it's not there's not too many places to put them on this table for a couple of reasons. Obviously, one of them being that this is a sixteen inch deployment zone. And then the other being these platforms, I'm assuming they, they obviously don't count as ground ground level, which then removes a vast yeah. swathes of ground level that you can safely that you're allowed to put them on.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, sorry, I mistake. My grief was on the right hand side, in on the other side of that barricade.
0: Oh, yeah, in the middle. Oh, and then, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the solo Nakul and uh, not cool McCall was on the left hand side where I thought the grief was.
0: So I had a CC okay. unit
1: over there. One of
0: the. So you had another another so another game now. You've running the solo McCall. So just, I guess that's yeah. it's it's well, not that, something like, I often see. Sound
1: of the dog. It was to counter the dogs a little bit. I had viral close combat weapons. My CC is really good. I've got, you know, CC minus three. I thought uh, a McCall versus a dog is that that should go to me.
0: And actually, that, you mentioned it. It's not something I think about. But I mean, obviously, you know, you've got you've got spare models that you don't have to have in a link. But in this mission, you're obviously thinking about, like, I want to deploy far back to make it hard for my opponent. But I want to project mm-hmm. some kind of speed bump. And a McCall that's is a perfect it. speed bump to put on the 16-inch line behind a build, building waiting for something to come around the yep. corner. Yep. I no, I I, I I dig it. Uh, I dig that idea. That's so Because I guess that's one of the disadvantages of Toha, because you end up linking so many of your things, they all have to be in these tight little teams that can't be too far apart.
1: That's right.
0: So having two Chaksa and a McCall free-floating allows them to kind of plug the gaps in your lines.
1: That's right,
0: yeah. Cool. Yeah, so nice that's one.
1: Was his plan on that side? Um, so the cleft notes from this game, we, we basically grind on each other. He the McCall.
0: <laughs> the, uh, Sorry, the, just having just having an, an image of you and James grinding on each other in the in the Bulls club.
1: We did that, and then we played the game.
0: So, you
1: know <laughs> um, no. So the the cool then the McCall the, the, the cool went relatively cheap to the grey. I think only two, maybe three orders. Way cheaper than I would have liked. The McCool then the McCool that I wanted to get into close combat with a wolf went down way too cheap. Um he had an SAS um just near the objective of, uh, on the, the, the left-hand HVGs. side. Yeah, near the H V and I tried to get at that. Um so basically his first turn It went okay, like it wasn't terrible for me, but it ruined a lot of things that I wanted to have fun with. So he didn't really do anything major to the other side. He sort of pushed up and repositioned. I managed to get, with deployment, he had one of the dogs in the, not in the open, but I could have the sniper with line of sight to it. So I locked him down a little bit and stopped his fire lanes and stopped his movement a little bit, but he basically just pushed up and picked a little bit Uh, I brought the paramedic down to try and get the McCall up, um, failed and killed it. I then put the paramedic into combat with one of the dogs. Now he, um, it held it up and he certainly didn't wipe me, but I'd forgotten. I hadn't forgotten total immunity, but because I'd assumed in my head and I put in my head, I don't have to worry about total immunity because I've got viral close combat weapons. I then went, oh, I've got explosive on the paramedic. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He's got total immunity. This is going nowhere.
3: Oh, yeah, right. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I'd already put that plan into my head that I don't have to worry about total immunity. So I didn't mm-hmm. sort of – when I put the backup plan in, it, it went a bit haywire. So we wasted a lot of orders over there on turn one, and he sort of picked at me a little bit. Um, I managed to get the diplomatic delegate who was probably the – mvp for this game well was mvp until the last turn (laughs) um (laughs) moved up and just positioned well that anything running around was going to have to deal with her isolation with a razor uh so that helped a little bit he got my hvt uh i think he got both my hvts in his first turn i managed to get one of his um now my first turn, I had to deal with his SAS trooper on the right. so then that's and then we sort of traded a lot on that that left hand flank and that's all that really sort of happened the rest of that that game. He sort of defeated me and was managed to able to move up freely around. So I was, that was sort of turn one two. Now he put his SAS on the right flank, one of them, um, and because of how he was positioned and with templates and all the rest of it, it was it was just really bad. Like there was no matter what I did he was going to get AROs against um you know normal rows um, against the other links uh, members of the links so i was going to lose models to try and with it so i ended up using the tewel and shooting from the back um, so i stood the tewel up and just used the combi rifle
0: so the tewel was and the on the left the, T-quel, the was on the left flank on, on that um, building
1: that little building with the the logo on that white building on the back right-hand corner.
0: Oh, on the back right-hand corner. Sorry, yep, yep.
1: Yeah. Um, so I ended up just using the combi rifle and, and pip away at it with that because that stopped him getting AROs on the link team members. See, because if I activated the link, they would have gotten, you know, he, his AROs right, okay. would have so, yeah. get normal against the so others. So he had to so
0: pin down. Yeah, he, he had to yeah. pin down with the, with the SES, so you had to unless your, your, your lieutenant to stand up and take, what, probably bad range yes. shots or not great yeah, shots? Yeah,
1: no, they was still, yeah, probably bad, I think. But it managed to do the job, and I didn't yeah. lose any of the process. So and, I, and because I had the two lieutenant orders to spend anyway, I may as well use those and just see what we can come up with. But it meant I was standing up, and I didn't have the orders to get him back down. Oh, no. To go prone. But I then managed to push the link up. I used the grief to try and take out. There was something in that little corridor on the right-hand side, but it went completely pear-shaped, and I lost the grief way too cheaply. Like it was like I like I moved up the arrowed and it killed me. I used the link to push up towards the middle to try and retake the middle room, and it just went badly. <laughs> I think I was, I, he didn't manage to kill anything, but he managed to get a lot of things unconscious. I think
0: the... What was what were you fighting against?
1: Uh, dogs. Oh, there was McMurrah mm-hmm. and a Grey in there and something that had a T2 rifle. I oh, mean, yeah. I, so I, pretty, I,
0: yeah. Probably the, yeah, so maybe maybe the Grey T2 I, or the other one, yeah.
1: McMurrah, but that was all I really got. And I lost the K1 combi and then the cool uh, then mccall from that link and there was only the paramedic who was left behind the building back and so that was kind of the first few turns like i said a lot of grinding on each other and mm-hmm. he sort of came up managed to take the left flank in the middle i couldn't really do it but he he then used his um t2 rifle to take shots at the Tequel, who proceeded to dodge go prone. <laughs> As quickly oh. as it possibly could. that's I lucky. managed, lived through that, and then I was down to about seven or eight. So we're bottom. of So we go. So his turn three. He's managed. He hasn't killed the loop. No, it wasn't his turn three. It was my turn two. So that was turn one before. So my turn two. My T equals prone. He's managed to take the right, the left flank in the middle, and I'm pretty beaten up. I shift models all into one group, and I end up with about six or seven orders and my two lieutenant orders. So it's really not gone too well. Right. I think i damage to myself in my turn than he did in his first turn. But I see it opening. He's only left one unit hmm. overwatching down that flank at the wall, And I'm going, all right, time to just put this in full toe hug and... If you have a look at that building on the, he's got now nothing covering Wallace either, so everything's pushed up into the middle and down that other flank.
0: Yeah, the, so Wallace, Wallace is in that little building at the back, the back corner closest to us on the screen. Yeah, like nice, nice and tucked away there. It's going to take but a fair he's few. Left it
1: relatively exposed. Yeah, because most of his other forces moved around.
0: Yeah, he's got no support. So it's I, just Wallace by himself.
1: Yeah. So, long story short of it. I put the Tequel in the gear, drop smoke, run it completely down that flank, I kill the T2 rifle gray, I kill Isabella, and I kill Wallace. and I end up in that bottom right hand corner, not behind any cover, but up high between those two buildings on the raised area.:
0: Yeah, okay. How did you kill those three models with the, with, with that with with that?
1: Um, with Endgame, fuck yeah. Okay, uh, I was gonna,
0: I was gonna assume Endgame at this point. I was like yeah. fucking Endgame. I, so
1: I fully toe hearted. I was, um, a terrible person. I saw again, like I said for the other games, I saw an opening and I just went for it. I was losing. I was on the back foot. There was a small chance. And I just went for it.
0: Remind me, is Endgame burst one or burst two?
1: Burst two inactive.
0: Fuck, burst two. What damage?
1: Thirteen. On willpower fourteen,
0: and double action or AP or than like
1: that AP,
0: AP, yeah right, okay. And all these
1: unwound with no BTS,
0: yeah, no BTS, yeah. yeah. You just burst two on burst one, and all they can do is reset. Yeah. You're completely safe from any yep. repercussions. Yeah, retaliation at all. Yeah, no, nah. Toha bullshit.
1: <laughs> I 100 stole that game. So anyway, I managed to get there, and I'm in the open now. This is where, and no one's brought it up, but I realized it. So after the tournament, I flew over to Perth to see my brother and then flew back to Queensland. On the flight back, I was going through everything, and I realized my opponent made a massive mistake. And I don't know if he knows it, and I'm really sorry when he watches this, when he realizes it, if he hasn't already realized it. He played his last turn in loss of lieutenant. Oh, no. And in decap, he shouldn't have. I didn't pick up on it at the time. It wasn't until my flight home. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened.
0: Reinforced tactical link. Yeah, it's not firefight. It's this is decap. Yep.
1: That's right. So he played as though he was in loss of lieutenant.
0: And he, he,
1: he scrambled, did some orders, tried to get some models up with paramedic. They all died. He managed to get one unit across. So there's that building in the middle on the right. He managed to get up some stairs and some shots. At the tequel and he took her down, but didn't kill her outright. She was unconscious.
0: Oh no! And we all know what, te- what tequels have.
1: Tequels have regeneration.
0: Yeah, those fucking. And,
1: <laughs> and I got it, and we worked out. I had the game, so we then we just didn't play turn three. Or my turn three. We just. So left do you
0: there. do you think do you think then if had James not played and lost the lieutenant would it would it have made much we difference?
1: Did the math. Um, if he'd managed to get the lieutenant, because we'd worked out, if he'd actually managed to kill, kill me, I think I was still one point up on him.
0: One point up because you had more army points
1: left? Yes, I had more army points, yeah. He, he
0: had you on HVTs and you're equal he had on... on...
1: HVTs, we would have yeah. had equal lieutenants, but I had army points.
0: Yeah, okay. All right.
2: Only
1: well, because that people to take so many units out in that last turn.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's like that's almost a hundred points that he's taken out. Yeah. Yeah, Isabel, um, well, Wallace and the Gray—they're all t- t- like they're all like twenty-five to thirty-five points each. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. All I right. think
2: I was 20 ahead.
0: So, without the
1: take, if I'd lost the take, I think I was still twenty ahead.
2: Hmm. Yeah. But so still...
1: I, see it completely stole that last game.
0: Man, there you go. Well, that's that's uh, that's that's five rounds. BCB, uh, you came away with uh, first place. With I think you're the only player with twenty-five. Uh, five, 20 yeah. Twenty-five with five. 25, twenty-five. I can't count Yeah, Twenty-five mm-hmm. TP. Yeah, um, with Ed with Ed in second. Ed was also undefeated, but I think he just got a minor victory mm-hmm. in one of his games. Yeah um so yeah close close uh close run thing and i guess oh well uh where is it where do i put my notes oh yeah they're on my phone because i've only got one screen um so the end of that then if you have any kind of i guess um i guess any thoughts on the weekend uh how you think you played uh, any feedback for for the event um or your or player or the, pe- the people you played i guess this is your opportunity now to shout them out
1: yeah. Um, as I said, you know, you go away with these things. It's a competition, but at the end of the day, it's the people and the things, like <laughs> uh, organizing the life size cutouts and all of that kind of stuff.
0: Um, that was amazing. Yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't show. I didn't think I did show you in the last episode about that. But thanks that so much for that. That was actually the
1: most stressful thing of the whole weekend was making sure <laughs> they showed up. Like you, you were asking about what were your concerns for the weekend.
0: My concern, my
1: biggest concern of anything was those cutouts actually arriving.
0: That was such a, it was such a, like a, a, a fucking saga, wasn't it? Because uh, they, there was three cutouts and then they only sent one to Nick on like the night, of, the night yeah. before the event. No, like and then the, the other
1: two. Had to chase the, them up and they only arrived 10 minutes before he packed, he packed the car and was waiting to leave to see if the shipment would show up. And they arrived ten minutes before he had to leave. It was, and the thing it, is, yeah. Um, but anyway, they turned out great, and they were great. Um, thank you. Shout out to Dion's wife for supplying the photo of Dion and keeping that a secret from him while we we did all of that to him.
0: Oh, uh, I did wonder how you got that one, right? Okay. Yeah,
1: no, I I managed to locate track his wife down on Facebook and say, hey, I your husband can't make it, but I want him to be there physically, and if he can't be there in spirit, so. Um and yeah, got that organized so she stealthily took photos. Uh shout out to C B for taking part. It's the closest we're ever gonna get to getting Carlos here. Um can't wait to see Connie's reaction when we get his back to him. So for those that don't know, Connie's we, we had cardboard cutouts of Carlos, Connie from C B and from Dion from TSI. Um Connie collects badges from events, he runs the walk all program and all the events. So we we got a cardboard cutout life size of him, and we'll be shipping that back to Spain for him to have some memorabilia. Carlos is going to get pimped out around Australia. So if you're running an event and you want Carlos there, let it, um, the guy, the guys in Melbourne have the cutouts. Um, he can do the rounds, and I, I think I have, just I
0: should I should have organised a send up to Rocky this weekend. I forgot about that.
1: Uh, and Dion's just going to get pimped around anyone who wants to, and then we'll eventually after it's you know had had a go. <laughs> to make and he can, I don't know, have one of the strangest pieces of memorabilia I would have ever seen in someone's house, like, walking in and seeing a slice kind of, of themselves there, like, that's the most narcissistic thing to think of.
0: <laughs> Once everyone's had a go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, no, that was great. That's that sort of stuff that really makes events like that. Really makes them of um, a, a fun community to be in. You know, we we talk about competitive games all the time, but like you said, we're we're all here for the community. Um, so it was good times. Um, right. Well, anything else? Um, seeing just checking if we had any more questions. Is there anything you want? Anything else you want to say, John?
1: I uh yes. Big shout out to all the opponents, the organizers. I think I hugged everybody and picked you up and carried you around. I didn't get drunk enough for anyone to get a piggyback ride, so my apologies for that. Mm-hmm. But I think I just need to shout out and thank Kev massively for letting me set up one of his tables without completely going ballistic and dying of a heart attack.
0: Me, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I had to take a few deep breaths.
1: Everyone yes. loved it way. I went to everybody to get feedback, and they said, "This is the best we've ever played on this table." Well, that's Just great. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm glad you know, to it's, hear that.
1: It's, it's good to let go sometimes and share and and not be 100 <laughs> percent in control, you know, and delegate a little bit.
0: Oh, mate, you're cutting me deep. Yes, I know. I need to let go. I need to let go. That's that's. Uh, I, 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 I get it. Um, it, it was funny. That on the night that you were setting up the table, I even sent you a picture of how it should look. And I came around and it was just nothing at all. Like, believe I I even
1: took the major centerpiece for the table, I took it and put it back in the box.
0: You did. Yeah, you did. And then, you know, honestly, it it, it definitely turned into a different type of table. And I, I do appreciate when people take a table and make it their own. And um and I think I think it worked well. I think, from all accounts, but like you say, by all accounts, it, it was fine. And uh, I was happy enough that I didn't have to take responsibility for it if anyone didn't like it. So it's fine. It's good. Um, all right. Well, I don't think there's any more questions um, from our patrons tonight. Thank you so much, John, for coming on and re- uh, retelling your your games. I know it's been a few weeks now, so your memory your memory is um, is held up all right. And um, Good luck hopefully this weekend in, in Rocky memories. with no pain, well, hopefully, hopefully no hopefully pain. The,
1: the memories I gave my opponents and the pain and suffering, I put them through last as well, and that they know never to challenge me again.
0: <laughs> well, at least, at least until the next BCB or um, CanCon, well, but I guess you're not going to one.
1: you give a date, I'll travel. I, it's it's the, my thing. It's my hobby. It's, well, I, it's the way I get games, so bring it on. I'll be there. And Sydney's got to pick up their game and host an event so I can come.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, if Sydney can get that organized, I'll be it's there. Get
1: Players, dudes, I'm there.
0: All right. Well, uh, on that note, um, yeah, again, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, John. Uh, it was really great talking to you, My man. Um, and, yeah, good luck this weekend at Bovine Tech 4. Sure,
1: there'll be many pitches, especially of the, the meat eating on the Saturday night.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm. all right folks well you've been listening to another exciting episode of loss of lieutenant my name's kevin what am i
1: meant to say something i was done
0: i'm john hey great and good night